Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the fifth anniversary. This is Austin Theory, and you're listening to WrestleCast Radio all day. Hey, hello to all my friends of WrestleCast Radio. This is Flip Gordon, and I'm very excited to introduce you to one of my favorite wrestling radio shows. Hey, what's up, guys, from WrestleCast Radio. This is Humberto Carrillo, WWE Superstar. You are listening to WrestleCast Radio. El Latino está en la casa, baby. Welcome to WrestleCast Radio. Get down, get down. Oh, shit. Time to get down, y'all. Time to get down, get funky. With your boy, Tuco Scorpio. Get ready to open up this show live. Right here on the WrestleCast Radio. That's right. So if y'all already don't know, now you know. This is your boy, Tuco, and I'm ready to get funky. So everybody out there, turn it up. Let's do this. You know what? Turn up, up, up. Ladies and gentlemen, we are live, man, it's been, I think it said May 14th was the last time, May 19th, my God, I don't think we've been on it since the Champions Carnival started, might have been the week after WrestleMania, the backlash, <laughs> can't even remember, it's been a long, long time, but I'm excited, oh, there he is, there he is, the, the Mr. Soundcheck over here. <laughs> Welcome, Alex. Why, hello. Is this the visionary <laughs> technical legend, Ryan Cook? <laughs> this is the man who was having a coronary because he couldn't get anyone to answer for a sound check. Finally, 22 well, seconds. Well, to be fair, to be fair I didn't have my ringer on, and I was getting shaved. <laughs> oh, excuse me. He's getting, ladies and gentlemen, your crown prince. Mr. Alex Bello is getting shaved. Shaved and eating a Philly cheesesteak bowl. (laughs) He is tight. Massive biceps. I mean, I'm getting it all in thanks to repsports.com, R-E-P-P-Sports.com. Use the coupon code WrestleCast, C-A-S-T, at checkout, save 15%. Pay the four-payment route, I believe, via Klarna or whatever crazy app they have, but it's definitely well worth it. You do four months, uh, four biweekly payments, uh, make the cost a little less stressful, especially in these crazy economic uh, gaseous times that we are facing. Uh, but the only thing that's not gaseous uh, or on the gas, Ryan, is me because I am uh, keto so, so many times. I've done so many diets and whatnot, but I'm just like eating normal and not eating two bags of chips tonight after I had my uh, my mellow time there. Um, so, so yeah, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun the last three months as I've uh, been getting you know at it and using the wonderful products again at repsports.com, R-E-P-P-Sports.com. Uh, sign up for the email list, guys. They have crazy deals, a lot of bogos, um, a lot of pre, uh, intra, post workout stuff. Only um, some mass capsules that I've been taking, um, which is getting my Miro on because I just want my three Gs. That's for sure. Um, 
I should say four, including the gorgeous girlfriend uh, and the gold, and I forgot the other one at the moment, but uh, it's such a great promo. Um, but, yeah, no, it's wonderful <laughs> stuff. Uh, go check it out. Also, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash WrestleCast Radio, uh, where we have nine awesome designs. Of course, uh, we also have Pro Wrestling Summits every Friday night on Twitch.tv forward slash WrestleCast Radio as well. Uh, we got the big summer games coming up tomorrow, Ryan, yes, June 24th. What's shaking along with that? What you got on that card? Uh, Summer Games 3, we have a rematch of Winter Games last year, the the 2021 edition. Uh, Kento Miyahara lost the World Championship to Kenny Omega. He did win the S1 Grand Prix 2022, back-to-back winner of it. So he gets his rematch of Kenny Omega. Uh, We are also going to see uh, two four-way title matches where every week we announced a new opponent uh, for each of the champions, which was kind of cool. So in our semi-main event... Hey, no no uh, offense, but that kind of sounds like your days back in uh, Maplewood. <laughs> oh, four-way. The, the bedroom. <laughs> uh, we have uh, Go Shiozaki defending the TV title against Tetsuya Naito, Keno, and Kenosuke Takeshita. And then in the same route, we have uh, Kaito Ishida defending the junior championship against El Lindemann, Hiromu Takahashi, and another newcomer, Speedball Mike Bailey. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, also, we have the, the Tag Team Title Tournament, also taking on the Magical Sugar Rabbit for Yuka Takazaki and Mizuki. Heavyweight tag titles online, Shatero Shino and Chris Dickinson of Infants Terrible defending against Naomi Nomura and Joe Hendry, the wild pairing, which was, uh, you've seen the last six weeks of TV, you'll understand that one. Junior tag titles on the line, Private Party defending against the Astronauts. Trios titles on the line is Emerald, Katsuki Nakajima, Takashi Sugera, and Kaito Kiyomiya defending against the Young Bucks and Adam Cole. Jesus. Uh, I mean, that's uh, that's a real Forbidden Door matchup right there. <laughs> and then we have our main uh, four summer games matches to round out the 11-match card. Um, it is a format this year where there's four factions that stepped up inside of the summit. The three that do not win will all have to disband at the end of the show. The winning faction throughout the course of the next quarter can be used anytime from next Friday up until uh, Gold Rush in September on the 23rd, I believe it is of September. Every member of the faction gets a title shot at whatever title they would like to go oh. for. We're basically going to divvy up the titles and say who's going for what. Um, so it'll, it'll go as follows. We're going to have two eight-man tags, uh, elimination style, uh, first one is R.E.D. with Hip Hop Kikuda, Shinsuke Nakamura, S.B. Kenzo, and B.D. Hulk taking on the Nightmare Families, Cash Wheeler, Dax Hardwood, Master Watso, and Hikaru Shida. The second one wow. is the Violence Giants, Shuji Shikawa, Suwama, Kyle Fletcher, and Mark Davis off the open, taking on Volk Orchestra's Ryuichi Kawakami, Nobuhiro Shibatani, Kazuma Sakamoto, and Hayato Tamura. The winning team will get two points, and every team or every elimination will also be worth a point. Uh, and those will also go into our two four ways, where we have Kagetsu representing R.E.D., 
Shayna Baszler representing the Violence Giants, Britt Baker representing the Nightmare Factory, and Mae Saruga defending Bulk Orchestra. And then in our seven nice. events, the four captains of their team, uh, as chosen by the factions, R.E.D. is represented by Ata. The Violence Giants are represented by Walter. Nightmare Family by Cody Rhodes. And Bulk Orchestra by Will Ospreay. If there is a draw and a tie, we will have a tiebreaker immediately after that match before Omega Miyahara 2. So, really, really wow. good show coming up tomorrow. I'm excited for That's, it. Uh... Is that going to be a, a WrestleCast special, like a three-plus-hour show? Because I yeah, would watch I, the shit out of that. I, I believe we are going to uh, be kicking off the show at 9 p.m. tomorrow night. So it's, oh, it's, it's going to start a little. Yep, we're going to run at least one of the two tournament matches. We'll be in that first hour uh, leading us into the normal 10 p.m. start time, as well as one or two dark matches that will take place as well. So. Got a little bit of fun with it tomorrow. I'm excited. This is our this is our Super Bowl. This is the third Summer Games incarnation. So really, really intrigued. Summer Games one, we saw Shuji Ishikawa win the title from Walter. Summer Games two, we saw Eita win the title from Kento Miyahara. So the the world champion is 0-2 leading into Summer Games main events here. So can Kenny break the streak? <laughs> You know what's crazy, Ryan, is I'm not kidding. I was driving last week, and I just said out loud, I was like, I really fucking miss Kenny Omega. <laughs> like, I read it was like 200-plus days, and I was like, I just miss the style, the gravitas, obviously what could have been, the ma- you know, so many different matchup possibilities, you know, at Forbidden Door this upcoming Sunday, live at the United Center in Chicago, Illinois, the best city in all the world, my hometown, which we will be at, WrestleCast Radio, Strong Stop Media, representing also Pro Wrestling Summit. Bring the bracelets, bring, bring the shirts, Ryan. We're going to go wild. But, yeah, <laughs> uh, I truly, truly just miss, like, Everything and and I get it. You won't you don't miss something until it's gone. But damn, is that not the truth with with Omega? What are your thoughts? I mean, do you think he still has something to prove and can do something after that memorable belt collector run? I mean, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he's assuming he does too. And I he he deserves a well needed break. And let's be honest, they don't really oh, need totally. him. I'm not saying they don't need him, don't need him. But I mean, like it's not hurting them to not have him. And you're in a situation where you can allow him to rest and not be penalized for it, let it happen. Yeah. You know, let him take the time he needs to come back healthy. Yeah. Tis true. Tis true. Oh, man. So much since the last show, the big news as we broke. Uh, would you say it was like eight weeks ago? Oh, God, it seems like it. Hey, we have lives, people. So- we apologize. We're going to be way more consistent now. Um, but anywho, Sasha Banks and Naomi uh, were essentially sent home. Uh, rumors are Sasha has been released, uh, you know, kind of here and there and everywhere. Attorneys working their stuff. Um, that was happening. MJF delivered a pipe bomb amongst pipe bombs, especially 11 years after the infamous one from the best rivalry in AEW history with CM Punk. Um, essentially uh, just delivering the goods. That was, yeah, 
pre-double or nothing, as uh, we found out he did not attend the Fan Fest. Uh, you know, a lot of hearsay on that. Is it a shoot? Is it a work? Is it a work shoot? Uh, he does the job to Wardlow at double or nothing. And then that following Wednesday in L.A. with all the Warner execs, um, essentially calls the owner of the company a fucking mark on live television <laughs> and delivers a scathing promo, which I felt definitely borrowed from a lot of the best ones of the past. Um, more and more, I know everyone was uh, going nuts and busting one of their own during that time, uh, including you, Ryan, which, you know, I was like, I, again, you know, I was like, this feels similar, but the more and more I watched and studied and I was like, God, either way, this is the best thing that's happened in a long, long time. So MJF off of AEW television, off of all the marks and, uh, essentially his merchandise being pulled a la Sasha Banks and Naomi, uh, with kind of that same contract situation. Uh, but also, um, the other big thing, CM Punk winning the AEW world heavyweight championship at double or nothing against hangman page, which I believe that event is still going on. I think it's going to end going to end an hour before forbidden door, Ryan. Um, but, uh, CM Punk winning the heavyweight championship. And unfortunately then had to sort of relinquish, but not, um, as we'll talk about later on. Uh, but he is injured and will be out a significant amount of time, even though, we got to see uh, CMFTR or whatever the hell him and FTR's gimmicks were, but it was pretty damn cool to see that match, uh, even though he was definitely injured uh, during that. But um, a lot of craziness. That's just not even the beginning, Ryan. So many stories. Ric Flair going at Jay Lethal. Um, but, of course, the chairman, Vincent <laughs> Kennedy McMahon, Last uh, week, I believe it was a week from today, um, essentially, uh, I, I thought it was a fake story. I had no idea what was happening, but uh, when I realized the source was credible, I believe it was the Wall Street Journal that broke it, or one of those uh, fancy financial magazine newspaper online thingamajiggers there, Ryan. Um, basically, the board was uh, saying, hey, why was there this $3 million like payout? to someone, a severance, if you will, especially when they were making $100,000 for one year, jumping to $200,000, and essentially uh, quit and got $3 million, Ryan. So for three years, she became quite, quite rich, uh, but unfortunately, as the stories kept coming out, unfortunately, she had to get rich by doing the favors, if you will, to not only the chairman, uh, Mr. McMahon, but um, I don't know why, but Johnny Ace, John Laurinaitis, definitely Vince's left-hand man in that instance. Was he not um, in the, the Bella's mom anymore, though? Yeah, during her brain cancer treatment, right? Oh, I didn't know. That's what I was asking. That's messed up. Yeah, that's when the timeline oh. would have been that. Damn. So you know mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan's going to kick or Brian Danielson's going to kick his effing head in the next time they get together. Maybe that's why he's hurt. <laughs> what are your thoughts on all the crazy stories? Um, I feel like every time these, these kind of stories come out, I, I come on here and look like a, like a jackass every time. Isn't it crazy, though, how it was, like, every day it seemed like something new came out, mm-hmm. and then it just, like, would kind of squash 
so everything. Like, I I said with 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 like Sasha Banks, she's one of my favorites. You know that. You chose to resign with a company you already knew what it was, so stop yeah. whining. You you lost the right to whine about your contract status when you chose to openly resign with that company. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I just, so I don't, do I want her out of there and somewhere else? Yes. Do I want to see her in stardom? Yes. Um, would I like to see her in OZ Academy? Yes. Would I like to see her in Sendai? Yes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, the mark in me is going, thank God. It's like, I, like I said, I, um, the guys over at the Open the Voice game, every time there's, there's releases, they always hope that uh, Kirito's always on that list so he can go back to Dragon Gate. You know, I would love for Sasha yeah. to go over to Japan and work. But I also am annoyed by her constantly bitching and crying when she didn't have to resign. Adam Cole didn't resign. He walked. Kyle O'Reilly walked. Claudio walked. Brian Danielson walked. And then she resigned and then bitched again. Well, you can't do it. You can't yeah. even case you needed to. Um, as for the Vince McMahon thing, if if that money was out of pocket, which Jerry, Jerry McDevitt said. That's his yep. choice that he paid her. And if she signed an NBA and came out on here, he should go sue her. Really? Because of the well, NBA, yeah. 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 If you if, if she agreed and she admitted she signed an NBA, then what gives her the right to go and bring this up? Ooh. Very true. Now, hmm. is is it scummy what they did? Yeah, I'm sure it probably was. But was she all for it? Yeah, I'm sure she probably was. Um, yep. As as somebody who, and this is not anything I should be bragging about on the air, but I've worked a lot of jobs where the bosses and the underlings have a lot of interaction. <laughs> <laughs> it happens everywhere. So that, to me, isn't that big of a thing. Like, yeah. when I bare bone break this down, it's it's the boss who, he could go out to the bar and find any chick he wants. But it's that, you know, oh, it's my employee, and oh, I look at her differently, and she looks at me different, a, a person of power. Yeah. You know, you get a different kick out of it. You know, I mean, there's... There's multiple women at one of our past jobs, and I say multiple women because there was multiple that involved, got at some point physical with multiple different bosses. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, yeah. And, and <laughs> it, when you think about it, all of, uh, all of the, the people that it involved were talking to each other while things, whether it was major or minor, still happened. Mm-hmm. And that person True. was around, or those people were. I, I bet you there was a point at. And one of them are point. married. <laughs> or two of them are married. Yeah, so it's like I'm just saying, like there's there's a lot of things. I've I've I could be Eskimo brothers with a low end or a high end with almost every one of my cohorts <laughs> and, and a former business that doesn't exist anymore. At least two of the three main. Uh, managers because the one never partook in that stuff because he was always with the woman that he's with now. But the other three supervisors, yeah. hit, hit, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Um, I shared a moment with both women with the other person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so 
not to make this like a situation of a bad like not yeah. be, we're such a low level. This was in a retail business, so it's, it's much yeah. different. But like, it's it's so common that this happens that that mm-hmm. doesn't now. If there was something to come out along the lines of like, you know, tr- what Trevor Bauer did, or you know, those type of things where there was, d- d- you know, nasty and and you know, hateful things happening, that's another ball game. If this was people out just fucking around, quote quote, having fun, that's different. And if yeah. he's like, hey, because of the sake of the business, I need you to sign this NDA, and she does it. And he uses his own money, not company money, so he's not he's getting the partner money. You know, maybe it's a little weird that this old guy can't just get laid on his own, but whatever. He's having fun. And and to anybody Well, who, yeah, when you're making crazy money, who gives it three million to him is like, oh, that's like a week on the stock market. Well, not after today. They're losing half a billion dollars apparently. <laughs> so I, that's why he sold all his, his stocks. He was smart. But like yeah. I you know He's the I one who should be this, investigated. It's Kevin Dunn. Yeah, you know, that's where it gets creepy. Little weird, little weird For guys the like that. Trading shit. Yeah, like that's that's illegal. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. different. That's different. If you want to say this is a this is a, oh that guy's a jerk for doing that, fine. Let call him a jerk, whatever. But he didn't do anything wrong. Like at the yeah. end of the day, and I said now now Laurenitis, that's dirty. But if yep. you think about when when Pat McAfee entered Vince, I immediately brought one thing up to you, and I said, I heard about this about 10 years ago, and I never got legs, and now it just got brought up. Vince said, when, you know, when, when I used to be, or when we used to still be together, and he used that term with McAfee about him and Linda. Mm-hmm. And there's talks that they haven't been together since the early 2000s. I mean, he's been open about him kind of going out and stepping out on Linda, you know, the Playboy interview from, you know, I don't know, about 20 years ago or whatever. You know, he's like, you know, we got married. I promised her two things, that I'd always love her and that there would never be a boring moment. I've lived up to both promises. I have always been loyal. And then the interviewer says, and faithful? Vince then goes, not necessarily faithful, I probably lied to myself thinking she knew who I was when we got married, the wild guy. But I never, ever threw anything in her face. I was discreet. And Linda never suffered from a lack of attention, physical or emotional. But one day she asked me point blank, are you having an affair with so-and-so? And I've never lied to her. Yes. It crushed her. Then she asked, what about such and such? Yes. It went on. More names. I said, yes, yes. And yes. So he's in a situation where they know everything that's going on. It's nothing's hidden between them. If that's their personal life, who are we to take a shot at their personal life? You know, I'm yeah. I'm not God. I can't judge you. You know, that's not fair to me to judge you. You're them. not Nero. <laughs> so that's so why I'm just like you know, I'm going to probably come off here looking like the asshole like I always do on the show because I don't, you know, I don't always shit on some of these some of these situations, but I think Vince is least to be least to be looked at weird when you're when you're talking Molinitis is doing it behind his wife with brain cancer and yeah. Kevin Dunn performing illegal things. 
Yep. He, Preach. Vince is having fun and go. So somebody posted on. Um, I gotta find it because you'll get a kick out of this. It, uh, it was posted by the the one and only uh, uh, former Cook family member, Killa Cass Carter. Oh, nice. Um, let me find this. It wasn't long ago, and you'll get a you'll you'll get a kick out of it as well. Um, what's even crazier, Ryan, is right days here. after the news. Okay. He, he said, y'all really mad at Vince out here for spending three mil on a booty call? I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's, as simple as it is, it's just, it's just like, of all things you could be mad about going on right now, you're mad about Vince spending three grand on a booty call. It's literally what, that's the truth. It's the truth. Yeah. You, you know, we got, we have, we have. We have issues with gun violence all over the place, and people are going to be more worried about getting, paying some chick to keep her mouth shut because he doesn't want to It was to on CNN. Public. They broke it on CNN. <laughs> Dave Meltzer, with his corded headphones, looking like a doofus, went on CNN like he knows Vince McMahon. Oh, God. I 25 years I ago, I... maybe, but that steroid trial totally disrupted their friendship. <laughs> And that's the other thing. Like I was talking to I was talking to some people, and I won't give up their name in case they're listening because they'll probably be mad at me for saying it. But you know they're making a big deal about this, and I kind of been saying the same thing as you did, and as I said to you. And, and they're like, "Well, how dare he come out and act like nothing's wrong and suddenly show up on Raw and SmackDown and talk and you know just welcome people to the show?" Okay, cool. He's welcoming you to the show. He gets a huge pop and acts like nothing's wrong. Because he didn't do anything wrong. I said, you want to see Vince when he did something wrong? Look at him during the Ico Pro trial. He looked like yeah. a ghost with his head down. Because he was oh, guilty, yeah. It's in, it's in bad taste. So bad taste of what? Because, because he was getting out of the woman and was like, hey, we probably shouldn't let people know about this. So let me just slide you some loot inside of the NDA, and then we'll just keep it on the low low. Yeah. You know, yeah, the NDA—that's the big thing, and now that's like the key term. <laughs> you know, the yeah. key phrase, if you will, kind of going around the wrestling industry. So, if anything, she's at fault. I put her, her friend's at fault. Her. No, it's not even her; it's her friend. Oh, it's her friend. Okay, I didn't hear that part. Yeah, her friend like went out and said he she was treated like a toy. They didn't say like sexual favors or anything like that. It was just she was passed around like a toy, maybe just as an assistant. Who knows? But obviously that's not the case. <laughs> but uh, I mean, thirty plus year difference between Vince and I believe the paralegal was about forty forty one uh, during that time there. So I mean, I, you know, she the genetic. When, when you they know, talk about camera. being paced, she was like Vince. You know, I'm I'm having fun on our little fling, but what's with this guy over here in the in the lotion? And she, he's like, what's with the guy in the skateboard? Yeah, what's corner. with the guy with the what's with the dude, the the dynamic dude over there? And he's like, yeah, that's Darby just Johnny's dad. Just go fuck him. Go fuck my boy once, and he'll leave us alone. Oh, fine. All right, come here, dynamic dude. Like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> no, I'm just well, you know, hey, uh, uh. that's my, that's my impression. <laughs> Impression night on WrestleCast Radio. Watch out. Well, yeah, I mean, like, it, it's like, I get it. It's a bad luck, and, you know, I wouldn't want to be in that spot. And, you know, they they did a quick fix and put Steph in charge to try to 
hide it. And I think I think that's part of the reason why it leaked that Sasha was released weeks ago because they needed to try to get something else out in the news. So like, yeah, it's a bad PR look and they're costing for it, but you know, should it have happened? I think more people just want Laurenitis out than anything because he's such yeah. a creep and just has not earned that position since he's, I mean, hired <laughs> hired the the wrong one legged wrestler uh, that first time. <laughs> so I mean, he's, he's a very incompetent man. Um, oh, can't even work. Oh. He never could work a match. I don't know what was wrong with the Japanese crowd or the Puro crowd in the eighties. Oh, I like him. I can't. I can't. I can't agree with you on the, the Al Japan. I thought he was great in all Japan. Him and him Skating and Dr. The ring. Death. Oh man. Well, Dr. No, he Death ran. He he okay. ran to the ring. Yeah. It was uh Jim Crockett put him and Shane Douglas behind skateboards and they threw frisbees in the crowd. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, it's just I mean, oh, the guy that's the eighth crusher. Yeah, it's true. But you it's know correctly. But, not not the God. I remember he hit. And his brother was a road warrior. R.I.P. Yeah, he hit Kentakobashi with a running one off the ring apron. It was so disgusting. (laughs) I thought he broke his back because he didn't. He didn't put anything down. He flat bagged the shit out of it. (laughs) And he's so. Does Vince come out? At either because SummerSlam's in England this year, right? No, it's in uh, Nashville. But there's a. Oh, that castle, battle castle, New Japan ripoff title. Castle that's Attack. In England, right? yeah, castle that's, in, <laughs> that's in Ireland, Dublin. It's uh, McIntyre's the main event. McIntyre. Do you remember? Um, did you hear AEW's going to be in Minneapolis and their name of the event is Quake by the Lake? Yep, they're doing Dynamite. And I like to think about John Tenson. <laughs> I... Look, this this show has taught me that I'm gonna wait and stub hub tickets if I want to go. Yeah, I was like, I was, and this was before last night's dynamite. I was like, I I, I don't want to go. I was like, <laughs> fuck that. And then like after last night and everything, I was like, wait, I'll just figure it out that one Monday before. <laughs> you know, I'll just go exactly. to work early on Wednesday and stay the night in the cities and go to work later on Thursday. It'll be all good. <laughs> You know, and that's that's one of those things too. I don't know, I don't know how much other news stuff you want to talk about. If you want to segue into Forbidden Door, um, a few more things. Uh, R.I.P. to a uh, two referees. Um, one yeah, involved in one of the better angles in the uh, late '80s Saturday Night's main events with Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan uh, doing the original OG Twin of Magic, if you will, with the Hebners. Earl, of course, the famous referee, uh, unfortunately known for the Montreal Screwjob now, uh, and also his gimmick in, at uh, Slammiversary this past weekend. Um, but also uh, his brother, uh, Dave Hebner, um, uh, passed away uh, this week. And then Tim White, yeah, like you were saying, Timmy White, uh, best known definitely during that Attitude era, but also if you watch that fantastic ringer uh documentary Bill Simmons uh, of Andre the Giant on HBO a few years back. Uh, you found out that was Andre's right-hand man. He was everything mm-hmm. and everywhere uh, and did, you know, anything for him. And he was like that backstage after Andre passed in the company. Um, unfortunately, got an injury, I believe, you know, and so that's why he stopped um, 
you know, refereeing, but also, you know, and then he got a bar and, you know, was utilized in many fantastic APA segments, I believe, uh, and whatnot. So, or anytime there was a bar brawl, was, I'm sure it was at Tim White's, uh, you know, establishment there. So that pretty sad. I mean, Tim White, um, Dave Hebner, you know, you kind of knew when you would see a Hebner come out and break a brawl up, you know, in the 90s. You're like, wait, that's not Earl. Okay. Uh, but Tim White, for me, <laughs> he was definitely one of my favorites uh, for a long, long time. Um, definitely um, memorable. So hopefully, you know, they'll, they'll do some referees now, even though that's a no-no in the E. But hopefully they show some respect uh, at some upcoming Hall of Fames. Yeah, that's um... – uh, you know, it was it was wild how two two of that era's refs just suddenly out of nowhere. Like you, you didn't really hear anything like Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't like you heard oh so and so's not in good health right now. It was just kinda like, was like oh shit. Well that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean referees um, play a big I mean, especially if they're good, not you know I'm not on the, the hate train, um Oh, like with Aubrey Edwards of AEW, like a lot of people are. Um, I find it funny when, you know, I realize it, it, that when it's pointed out to me, but I'm I'm not a hater on that. Um, but they, you know, the, again, the annals of time and, and Tim White, you know, him and Mike Kyoto, um, of course, Lil Nate, um, you know, a few. I mean, referees were so important during that time. Mm. I mean, fuck, look at the WCW, Nick Patrick, the evil referee, you know, it was just so... So insane over in WCW. I mean, you, they, they were just as important during that time, and uh, yeah, it's just it, it's sad. It sucks, but you know, unfortunately. Well, and I pulled this up the other day after that too. Um, in WWE, NXT, whatever the company, uh, your female referees make between fifty to one hundred k a year annual. Uh, per match fees, they make between one and four thousand. Um, your entry level referees make between fifty and eighty k, uh, five hundred to one thousand per match, and your experienced make anywhere from a hundred thousand to two hundred and fifty thousand a year. Um, Jesus, uh, with fifteen hundred to six thousand k per match. Wow. Uh, your highest paid right now. Um, there's only two, or there's excuse me four. In the WWE five, who's that guy? Six. Okay, there's six that make the two hundred and fifty thousand. Uh, Sean Jeez. Bennett, who's been there since 2013, uh, sure. He uh, he gets three K per match, six thousand for each main event. Okay. Uh, obviously, John Cone since 2006, uh, 250K yeah. annual salary, six K main event, three K per match. Um, then we also have Daniel uh, Anfibio. He's the one who is all house. If you remember him, oh he's, yeah, he's uh, 250k, 6k main event, 3k per match. Dan Engler is another one. July of 2013. He he used to be Rudy Charles in TNA. If you remember oh, him? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 250K, 6K, main event, 3K per match. Um, and then it leads to our last two uh, since 2001 in March, immediately after Invasion, Charles Robinson, 250K. He makes 5K per match and 15K for each main event. Jesus. And also on the exact same pay scale, 250K 
with five 5K per match, 15K per main events, been there since 1999, and is the captain of all of the refs of the company, and that is Mr. Chad Patton. Nice. Wow. Yeah, I was looking that up um, two days ago. I sent that over to Duke. It was just like a random. I didn't realize they made that much clout. Jesus. I mean, but, uh, I mean, again, they're, they're important to, to every match. I mean, and, you know. What, when you, what when does you that can, say about putting a guy like if, if if they know it's a big deal if you're getting Robinson or Patton uh, in the main event they're they're getting fifteen thousand dollars just to make sure this main event goes right. So when somebody tells oh it's just a referee, that's a pretty pretty uh pretty serious ref that you know that God, guy I that guy could main event my five, career. He, he if he main event six shows he makes ninety k on top of his salary. Jesus. Well, oh, that's, that's not that, – wow. So they get the salary plus all of that 15 yep. and 3. They get their annual salary and then they get the work. Wow. Now, it's not, you know, not Lesnar, you know, getting a million dollars for WrestleMania bonus or whatever. But, I mean, you know, if I'm more, if it's an eight-hour WrestleMania and I get to work – I get to, I get to ref three matches, including the main event. I just walked away with thirty k in my pocket just repping. Jesus! All I had to do was run around and count. Speaking of uh, WrestleMania, um, or not WrestleMania, I should say Brock Lesnar. Um, Friday night, of course, Vince McMahon does the you know uh, you know then now forever together the new tagline. Um, comes up to the Minneapolis crowd to crazy rocket cheers, um, which was awesome. Um, but also that same night in Minneapolis, after a, a pretty damn good television main event, Matt Riddle unfortunately not succeeding in dethroning, uh, you know, the head of the table, if you will, Roman Reigns. Uh, again, pretty damn good match. Uh, but, of course, Minneapolis, I think only his third appearance ever in the Minneapolis <laughs> show. Um, I was at one of them, like, God, what was that, 12, 13 years ago? Anyways, uh, Brock Lesnar making a comeback, looking like a lumberjack pirate, um, and uh, getting that pop, of course. And, unfortunately, we're getting another SummerSlam main event, Ryan, to get the people talking about something other than Vince McMahon days after days. It was kind of, a, I would say, a not as sure as Penta losing to Malachi Black last night. For the all to you know get into the fatal four way all American championship match at uh, in AEW this Sunday, which we'll talk about here in a bit. But um, do you think like Vince was just like, here's four million dollars, show up, we'll get you a plane, blah blah blah. Like, do you I think mean, it's not four million, but they had at least at least seven figures, right? I, I wouldn't be shocked on seven figures. Um, but uh, I, I knew I knew he was coming back before Hell in a Cell. Whoa! Because insiders, you, you have to figure two things: is one, we already knew that they that they knew Cody was going to be gone, so now you have to make another face. Mm-hmm. And we had rumblings that Orton got hurt. Yep. So now you've lost your number one face on both shows. So you knew, okay, now they got to turn a heel face, and they're probably, and then Lesnar will come back. It's the only way they can make this work. 
They can buy themselves. Which Rollins cold. easily could have been your face after that fantastic Hell in a Cell match with uh, yeah, but, not, but you know they got to give you the fourth match now. <laughs> Ten months from now. Yeah. So like, um, but now you you have to, well, and and yeah. So you got to set up. You got to have Cody come back to take out Rollins one more time. But mm-hmm. she already knew this was already in play. Um, this gets you now until Survivor Series, at least. So now you've got to figure out what you want to do with Survivor Series. Maybe, maybe Orton can still come back. It's not they're saying he might be back before the year's over. But if that happens, now you can do Roman and Orton at Survivor Series. You figure out the Rumble, and now you just have to do Mania. So at least by doing this, they got themselves an out through SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Now I still don't know what to do with with the Rumble because do you think they still believe that they can that they're going to be able to do um, Rock and Roman at uh, SoFi for Mania? Uh, I mean. I don't think it's needed if Rhodes, if Cody Rhodes comes back and and you know picks up where he left off. I mean, the guy's a legend now. He's a, he's a legend from leaving the E, betting on himself, you know, getting a Ring of Honor, New Japan, Bullet Club, getting all in, which we were there. Podcast Row represent Matthew from Botchamania. What up, MJF? Ryan, you interviewed that guy. Um, <laughs> yes, sir. But, you know, kind of doing that, and then, you know, AEW, the creation of that, um, him solving, uh, you know, worldwide racism um, as well, uh, as we found out during the Anthony Okogo feud. Uh, so he's a pillar of that era as well, or area as well. Um, but, no, I mean, he, he was made a legend, you know, torn pack and all. He set himself on fire. He had one of the better matches of the year, you know, with the ladder match early on with Sammy Guevara uh, before he left. Um, and then he has the Torn Peck and goes 20, 25 minutes in a Hell in a Cell match. Gimmicks definitely needed but warranted, and it made sense, especially with that bull rope and homage to Dusty Rhodes' last match in the WWE. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't. He, if he comes back at the Rumble and pulls Athena and wins it, that that's your main event. So, yeah, I, that, I don't think you need agreed. the rock then. Agreed. I don't think you need the rock. I, I don't think you need it either, but I think if you're going to go uh, rock or Cody as the main event, they're going to want rock over Cody. Yeah. So that's what Ooh, I'm saying. Ooh, rock is, and Cody. That would be interesting. I didn't, I didn't even think about that possibility. No, I'm saying they would, yeah. But they would rather do rock and Roman than, than Roman Cody. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so what I'm, what I'm saying to you, it all varies on his Hollywood schedule if he's going to so, run for president. So know, or buy what, I, what I'm asking you, what I'm asking you is, what do you think then the odds are Rock works Mania? I honestly say it's honestly fifty fifty at the moment. Okay, there's so many outside actions that kind of pull on that. So, um, but you need two nights. And are they doing two or just one? They are doing two nights. I think it's like okay. the second and the third or something like that. So so now you have to figure why rush Cody back for the Rumble. He doesn't need mm-hmm. the Rumble pop if he's not going for the title. Yeah. 
if Roman's going to supposedly have this legendary run you want, I'm guessing they want him to pass Hogan, he's got to hold it till 34, till, till 2024 Mania. So 2024? That says, that says to me he holds it all the way for another year and a half. He holds it for 18 months basically for now still. Which that says to me. Do you hear the saying, rumor his latest contract restructuring is only like 12 dates or 12 yeah. matches? Yeah, he, he's not working Money in the Bank because it's not a stadium show. They put that in there. That That's he, insane. He, he, for stadium shows. It was a Nick Khan thing. And then Nick Khan yeah. was going to run these stadium series and then didn't realize that Money in the Bank isn't going to sell out a Legion Stadium. But just, 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 just follow, me, follow me here. Hear me out on this. If, if that's the case, then you've then you got to save Cody winning the Rumble until the 2024 Rumble. Because if Cody's winning it and you keep him hot, he's beating Roman, right? There's no way he's not. Correct. So now you've got to figure out a whole other year for Roman if the Rock thing happens. Which then says to me, do you have Rock then enter the Rumble and win? Oh, I mean, if it's going to be at a big stadium, but I mean. Or do you have Roman enter the Rumble and win it as champion and say, look what I just did. I won the whole Rumble. I told you I'm literally better than everybody. And then The Rock's music comes out. And he goes, but you didn't beat me. So another Philadelphia situation. Remember the last time that happened? Mm -hmm. More booze came. But, I mean, that's what he wants. But, no, I, I see what you mean. I mean, I would pop the crowd for sure, but, I mean, they're not in the AEW route or mode anymore. I would say I don't think they need to do a surprise thing. I no. Think they, they need or you can do it on Raw. You don't have the night after, yeah. Yeah. But those are the only two options I think you have then, is either Roman's just got to go in and win the thing, or Rock has to come in and win it, because you're not taking the title off of him. Mm-hmm. Rock's not taking the title. Does that historic either. reign beating Hogan? Does that even mean anything anymore? No, but I think for their sake they have him ahead of Hogan. So for their lore, it means something, and that's what they care about. But you're not building anyone. If he's just dumping all over these wrestlers, and what are you accomplishing problem. in the long run? Look at where they're at now. Their champion is working <laughs> every couple of months. So here, here's what frustrates me, too, is who are the two most over guys in that company right now? Right now, I would say yep. is Alekiel and, uh, <laughs> and and I would say Alexa Bliss because she's so, back to her old gimmick. I was going to say Roman Reigns. When you hear his entrance, the, the booze. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like full time, though. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, no, just in general. To me, the most yeah. two over people are Roman and Cody. Cody, yep. What is one thing that those two have in common that nobody else in the company has? Lineage. They they win every match. Isn't yeah. it weird that the most over people are the guys that they just have win, but they don't let anyone else just win like that, and they wonder why they can't make stars? It's, it, it's somebody, somebody has written it down on a piece of paper and held it in front of Vincent Pritchard's face, and they're looking at it going, I think they're trying to tell us something, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> oh, hell, hell, go 50-50 with it again. And then they're like, and then he's like, no, wait, Pritchard, I have an idea. I get what they're saying. We're going to turn Edge babyface. And Finn Balor's going to join The Judgment Day, because they're called The Judgment Day. <laughs> I forgot about that. So 
we're going to have Edge pin Balor, and then the next night, they're going to say that we figured out the problem, but it's you, and Balor is going to help us. Meaning the guy who won the match is going to get turned on by the guy who lost the match because that guy's a better asset. This company is just so dumb. I don't know how nobody in that room didn't raise their hand and go, hey, Vince, if we're turning them with Balor against Edge, why is Edge going to pin Balor? How does nobody yeah, do that? Yeah, they um, how, how do they're you creative. That? They're not very creative. Like, how do you miss that? I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you miss that. Or just have, just have Ripley. Well, I mean, look at AEW though. They they sign someone, they bring them in, they maybe win their first match. If you're no, they always lose their first match. Look at Jay Lethal, Ruby Soho. I think maybe Adam Cole might have been the only one, but I'm pretty sure he lost his first match. Samoa Joe losing like John like. Everyone loses their first match when they come in, and it's just so ass backwards. They're like, "Well, don't you want to build them?" Yeah, they're a name in in circumstances, but also you need to kind of build them up a little to this new audience. I'll say, but in they defense, always drop the In defense to that, is they use them to elevate the star that's in the now that's getting pushed, and then when it's their turn to get pushed, they don't have them lose. Who's Jay Lethal trying to get over? That guy should have been one of your top five wrestlers in that company. But the personality alone and his moves? I think he's being held off for ROH. The rumor is that they're going to start doing regular TV tapings after um, Supercard of Honor here. Or Death Before Dishonor. Death Before, okay. So that's a month from now. So I think they're just... Did did they announce a deal then? Or is that your source? No, that's me speculating. That's just me speculating. Speculating? But I could also see them getting another, you know, another, like, local syndicator type thing again. The only debut I think I remember where they did arrive was uh, Keith Lee. I mean, look at Alistair Black. Yeah, but then that whole gimmick is just garbage now. The wrestlers lose. are good, yeah, but everyone's getting hurt, and then they lose all the time. He, he just he won last, didn't he? Win at the pay per view? Well, he won last night because it was obvious. Yeah, yeah, Pac can't work the event. <laughs> like again, if someone's like, "Hey, Pac's gonna win," I'd be like, "I'll bet you two billion dollars. <laughs> I will bet you what a paralegal gets after getting tossed around and used like a toy by the chairman of the board and the head of talent relations." <laughs> Uh, do you think that's on the affidavit because they don't use real names? Like, like you would be like, no, the the chairman of the board and the head of, like, like, (laughs) my client, the, uh, you know, they're like my client, the tribal chief is is suing the um, uh, the lunatic fringe for. Breach of, you know what I mean? Like, they don't say real names and shit. Somebody had a shirt that said Seth Franklin uh, Rollins because of that website that screwed up and instead of freaking yeah, Seth that's Franklin Rollins. I really hope they capital. I know he put his, he changed his Twitter handle to that, and I was like, genius. Well done. Well done, I, Kobe. Uh, well done. I, 
I, I, I don't understand why they have to make his wife do the same thing he's doing because she's really bad at it. So that's kind of frustrating. Shout out to Big Time Beck. But I did um, – I, I, I can't lie. I kind of enjoyed the whole Ezekiel Elias thing. You did? Yeah, I don't know what it is about it, but it was just – I think Kevin Owens is like – he's like he, – Elroy was like, I'm okay with Elroy or Elias or Ezekiel. And then on the screen it said Elroy. (laughs) Yeah. Kevin Owens ever going to get another run, do you think? Or is he just, after having that wonderful Austin match brawl, if you will, like. I think he's getting paid to just do whatever. He he just got his money and he's out. He's dipping. He's just chilling. He likes the schedule. It's easy. I mean, I, hey, I, again, he has a main event against Stone Cold Steve Austin, like his first match back ever. So, I mean, if you can hang hang your head on that, I mean, that's not a bad thing. I think if he was interested in not the schedule, but having to put on those rigorous-type matches, he would have jumped ship. But yeah. I don't think he's interested in doing those ROH bump fest matches once a week. <sighs> I miss them. <laughs> the Mount Rushmore. Um, speaking of shelling out millions of dollars for appearances, it looks like Tony Khan. You begged to differ last night after we talked um, a little bit after the uh, the news uh, and the events to build up to this Sunday's Forbidden Door pay per view live at the United Center in the beautiful, wonderful Chicago, Illinois. Holy Wrestling, New Japan, Pro Wrestling, Forbidden Door. Um, a lot of fun surprises, man. Tuesday, you, I, I think we even talked Wednesday. We were, we were like, man, this event is just underwhelming. Like, injuries upon injuries. Again, CM Punk getting hurt. Brian Danielson got hurt. Uh, Buddy Matthews after ha- having a fantastic uh, display on Dynamite a few weeks ago getting there. And at Double or Nothing getting hurt. Um you know, just all these injuries and, you know, definitely changed some plans. Uh, Kazuchika Okada, of course, you know, was having his first child um, around that time. So that, you know, kind of put some, some things on a damper. Um, of um, course, after speaking of pipe bombs, let's just... Huh? Don't forget about Naito and his eye surgery. He's only had, like, one match back. That's why he's not in the car. People don't talk about that a lot, but... That's oh, I didn't realize he was just tranquiloing. Yeah, remember he, he had that like, double part. vision for a while, so he went and got okay. that surgery for it, and now he just wants to kind of make sure he's good to go for the G1. That's why he's not doing it, and I'm sure that's why Sonata's not. Eh, I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, but I'm happy of the other two cohorts of LIJ, uh, but we'll get to that here in a second. Um, but a lot of, you know, stuff, you know, that was – kind of shown even though when do we get our tickets like we, we kind of knew about this like you know the week before it officially dropped um you know rumors and whatnot we were hearing some rumblings um what like april right yeah and I then like it was may 6th we and we got ours wow. before jesus yeah we so we knew the end of april yeah and so like I remember I called you. It's a short like time to build moment. something this big. Huh? I remember, like, I called you and, like, hyperventilating, like, oh, my God, oh, my yeah. God, oh, my God, oh, my God. 
We're technically getting one match out of the many that we were supposed to be getting. Um, But, again, life happens, injuries happen, what have you. Um, And at least we will get one of those big names. Uh, As we heard that coin drop last night on Dynamite in Milwaukee, surprising the hell out of me. Um, But, yeah, man, uh, finally shaping up to be a card where I was like, okay. I think we're breaking. Uh, breaking news. Oh yeah. Uh, this, uh, Clark Connors to replace Tomohiro Ishii, who is not yeah. cleared for the four-way knee injury. Do you think he missed his yeah. flight? Do you think he just slept through it? <laughs> oh, He's like, I'm going to America. I just won this match. <laughs> Well, well, he looks, he nah, on... give it to the <laughs> give it to the young lion. Yeah. Um, Even though I wanted to see she so bad when he when I knew because I mean come on you, we knew he was gonna win. Uh, I was so bummed out. <laughs> but I read that like right before we went on the show. I'm like, what? No, he's gonna buy an Ishii shirt at Pro Wrestling Tees, the real life store in Chicago. Oh, that's, so we found out the Pro Wrestling Tees store is closed. What? Like they closed it for good about a year ago, I guess. They did? Yeah, we we because Jordan wanted me to look for uh, a certain Hanukkah shirt there, and we were googling it to um, just figure out the best time we want to go. Um, these store closes. Let me see. November eighteenth, twenty twenty-one. Pro CT announces closure of Chicago brick and mortar store. Why? It says so we permanently closed this loca- location due to, our, due to outgrowing our space in November. I mean, it was really tiny. But what, what, yeah. what about the wrestling ring they put in the back? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that's so. 10.30 to 5.30. <laughs> so sad. We're call tomorrow. <laughs> Where do we pick up our shirts? Because Sunday, one 24-hour sale, uh, Pro Wrestling Tees, I think it's like 20% off. Forbidden is the code. Get your WrestleCast radio shirts and whatnot. But um, as I was saying, uh, we definitely... Oh, so you can do store pickup there, I guess. Yeah, that's where I was like, how are we supposed to get for walk-in purchases. You have to buy online and pick up from the store or ship it. Well, that's what we're gonna do. There you go. I gotta get my uh I gotta get a Puro and a regular T shirt to wear that to Sunday's event. I need a new Congo shirt. I'm I'm marking You're not even marking for your own shit. <laughs> well I I mean I have all nine uh teas. Well, I got mine in a muscle tee, but I don't want to embarrass anyone. Oh, damn, son. Thanks to RepSports.com. I think I'm going to rock my, uh, yeah, 20 per, 20, 20% off on Sunday. Um, I think I'm going to rock my um, Tanahashi shirt to the event. Nice. Nice. That'll be fun. You should just have an array of like you should have like just square four shirts. Hell yeah, change them like, Take them up like every other match. 
Remember, like, back in the day, I'd run in the other room and change my shirt for every, like, fucking paper movie oh, watch? Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they're going to have the United Empire, uh, like, Chicago flag color shirt that they wore Ooh. on. Did you see that on, on Rampage or on Dynamite? Uh-uh. Yeah, if you go back and look when Cobb and Ocon come out, they have United mm-hmm. Empire shirts, but it's, like, the white and blue instead of the green. For Milwaukee? No, I think to advertise Chicago. I mean, that's kind of cool. I mean, I'd like an Aussie Open shirt. Yeah, Aussie Open. So it's pseudo Aussie Open. I wish they would let Aussie Open do more on uh, their shows. Although, yeah, and... seeing, um, what's his nuts, um, seeing Zilla pile drive the hell out of Trent Brett, I was like, okay, that worked. <laughs> that worked. Works indeed. That was pretty cool. (laughs) Do you think if Naito, in a perfect world, I don't know why I think this match would have been great, uh, if Naito didn't, you know, have to have eye surgery and MJF didn't, you know, kayfabe quit um, AEW, do you think that one-on-one could have been a damn good match if they, you know, had like three weeks to build to it of some sort? Um, Just because, again, the opposites of you know, their mentalities and psyches and whatnot. I just think that could have just been a really, really interesting matchup. Yeah. It's it's just, it's frustrating with a lot of it, and I'll say this too, in the card's fun, but mm-hmm. let me be honest with you, myself, I think you know, I think you, uh myself, I think Demetrius could, I think Jordan could, you know, anybody a lot of people could. I think if you were to mm-hmm. take take the wrestlers and book them and say this is how I would book them, I bet you could you could book a better card than they did with the with the talent they chose. That's yeah. probably that scares me. Is it's like you're planning on trying to do this yearly. Next year you ain't gonna sell in twenty minutes or ten minutes or thirty minutes. Because people no. now understand you're just getting New Japan know us. Tony Khan's gonna have the same amount of balls that Kendo Kosh and, and Osawa Rongai did when talking to Gato and nothing's going to work and nobody's going to be like, look, I'll give you this win so you can give me this one. It's sure. Great. Let's have a four way. Like yes, they didn't, <laughs> they didn't flutter us with tags, but yes, they did flutter us with tags and they flutter us with multi three ways and four ways. Oh my God. So like, like obviously the the Shane Strickland Keith Lee versus Yoshinobu Kanemaru and El Desperado it gets named tomorrow spoiler alert on Rampage so it's not technically mm-hmm. out yet but out of the twelve matches what one two three four five six seven eight nine ten what ten I thought there's more matches than that shit three four five six seven eight nine so there's ten matches eleven counting that tag match right yeah. Gun Club and Max Caster versus the DKC, Kevin Knight, Alice Kaufman, and Yuya Mora. Eight-man tag, whatever. Uh, FTR, Rapungi Vice, Cobb, and Ocon. Three-way dance. Jericho, Guevara, Suzuki, Kingston, Yuno, Umino. Six-man tag. Young Buck, Tikaleo, Fantasmo, Sting, Darby, Shingo, Hiromu. Eight-man tag. Mm. Thunder Rosa, Tony Storm is just an AEW match. So we can even get rid of that and we'll call it nine. Pac, Miro, Connors, Black. Four-way. White, Hangman, Cole, Okada, four-way. 
So we have Moxley Tanahashi, Cassidy Osprey, and Zack Sabre's match, and everything else is a multi-man. It's no different yeah. than when they gave a show versus at, uh, at Sushi Kotoge. ROH. But ROH at least was they gave us Osprey Cobb title for title. We well, got, no, I, I was talking about like their shows like in Chicago and whatnot, like Villa Park oh, and yeah. whatnot. Yeah, it's just like. At some point, somebody's going to start calling you out for doing this. And mm-hmm. this was the time to to put that aside and go, all right, listen, if we don't deliver, we can't capitalize on this for the next, you know, every year. Because here's, here's what I think. You mentioned this to me um, when we talked the other day, and I, I disagreed with you, if I remember right, and then we never talked about it, was I don't think – AEW is really paying the New Japan guys. Okay. I think Gato and Khan go, okay, I take care of my people and you take care of your people because of this. Um, You sell your merch, we sell our merch, we make our money on it. We will split the pay-per-view revenue 70-30 to make up for the airlines and the hotels. Yeah. And then you, and then as a favor, you guys can sell it to the Japan to the Japanese and market on New Japan World, and you can just keep all the money you make off of that. Who says no? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't. Because but if, to if get I'm Okada, me, you had to have thrown something to get him, like when his baby's about to be born. Well, the baby's in August. Like, he looks tired as hell, huh? The baby's August 4th, I looked up. Oh, okay. Well, it's his birthday. His birthday is this week, I guess. Oh. Wow. What if we we see Okada at a Chicago Steakhouse after the show? And then we're able to buy Kazu. Oh, my God. Don't. don't, Look, some of the shit you've been saying is really out of line. And I'm not trying to. Was Julia coming out? Yeah, coming after Tony Storm? Let's not talk about that. I'm be coming after Julian. <laughs> man. Boner City. Oh man. Like, let's just let's not talk about that. Um, <laughs> hey, we saw Cena at a Hooters in the Target Center. For a blocky. He's like the biggest star in the last like fifteen years. And he's just <laughs> chilling. Michael Cole, Michael Cole, and Ted DiBiase Jr. Think about that. So I mean, and that's exactly Johnny that Golden Gate, Johnny Golden yeah. Showers over there. I wrestle. Yeah. Oh God. I I I, I feel like I did this, and you can tell me if I didn't. But in my head, I, I've always been playing this as I do. When we left, did I apologize for him walking over there? I think so. I, I feel like I was like, I think I you like just said it out loud as we were walking out. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for Johnny Golden Gate. I still can't believe Ted DiBiase, like, there were like five chicks hanging on him. Yeah. Yeah, that guy Everybody's had got a break. <laughs> yeah. And then the one ref tried to fuck on him. <laughs> um, wouldn't it be cool if we got Kingston and, and Minoru Suzuki one on one, King versus King? Yeah, I I truly believe that Yuta wasn't on this card and it was supposed to be Moxley, Kingston, and Umino because 
yeah. Suzuki has the history with Mox, Jericho has the history with Mox, and Umino is his young lion. So I truly oh, think, I think that so was too. Yeah. Spot. yeah. But like, like, okay, I don't want to be that guy again, but I'm going to be that guy. Okay. DKC, Kevin, and Alex Coughlin, Yuya Yomura. Are they beating the gun club and Matt Caster? Are they going to protect them and we're just going to have, like, the DKC take the fall? I mean, if Kushida's really planning on working this Western expansion, I think you've got to build these young guys. Um, but he I got think a pop, you're. By the you're way. Oh, yeah. If you get Caster and Gung, you're putting Max Caster on there to do a, a, a rap. That's the reason why. The crowd's going to pop. I mean, Gun Club mm-hmm. is, you know, you might shit on them, but they're good. They're fun. We have to see tall-ass Billy Gunn in person again and realize, good God, how are you 6'8 and just a brick shithouse? Um, I, I wouldn't be mad. I mean, it would be fun. They're the heels. They're, you know, the comical heels. So, of course, they'd be like, well, what are we doing? We lost. You know, I, I, I think that would work. Mm-hmm. So, you, you – so, you, so okay, so we're going to go – we're going to go there with it. Okay. New Japan's um, getting that win. But yeah, because you can get them any of those guys. Um, IWGP, ROH, you're putting everything together. This one, this is the one that kind of intrigues me, but I feel like Romero's taking the fall. It's just a matter of what team wins it. A part of me says that it's going to be Cobb and Ocon to get FTR out of there. Mm-hmm. Now you just got to get those AAA straps off him, and then you can start focusing on him with the, against the Bucks again. Ooh, God. I mean, that's – I mean, I, I know you, 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 you like Rapungi a little bit more than me. Um, I mean, I think it's fine for, you know, your, your new Japan avid watcher, you know, the past and whatnot. Um, but I, I would have been fine with just FTR and, and you know, oh, United. Yeah. No, they're <laughs> in like, so why, why are we getting Trent in there? Like what? Why is this, the this American is chaos whole problem. all of a sudden big? This is where the whole problem comes into play that I just got them talking about. Um, they don't want common. But Rapungi Vice, they held the junior titles numerous times, though. Correct? Like, yeah, aren't they like true. one of the leading? But, yeah, yeah, but but, but here's where casual I'm going fan at. doesn't know that. I don't T- think they've T- even mentioned that on TV. No, no. TK says, "Well, I don't want FTR to take a fall," and Gato goes, "Well, I don't want common Ocon to take a fall." Great, let's just put a pair of juniors in there to take the fall. That's how they got put in this match. Well, yeah, I mean. Unless, you know, you get Enzo jumping out again. But oh, God. I think that'll happen. <laughs> I asked them just, I was like, are you listening? And he goes, oh, I didn't know you guys were on. And I said, you said the Ishii thi- Ishi thing the second I mentioned it in the group chat. <laughs> oh. um, so we know, or I, I shouldn't say we know, but uh, Shota Umino is taking a fall. It's real. Yeah. Okay. Um, Hikaleo? Takes the fall or Phantasmo? Yeah. Okay. Not Phantasmo. No. He's the best. No, they, I'm pumped they want, to see him. They, they, uh, they've already said he's going heavyweight division now. So they got plans yep, for him. Yep, he's in the G1. Yep. Uh, and he, so that's another interesting one. So the only reason he's in the G1 is because AEW pulled three of their names. Do you know who mm-hmm. the other two that weren't supposed to be in the G1 were? 
the other eight. Uh, ooh. Um, yeah. There's, there was um, four standbys. The fourth standby who didn't get in was Show. Show was going to be the was the was the one who got snubbed. Really? Mm-hmm. They would have moved him up, huh? Yep. Because of the state I mean, of the, the blocks. Because this is what they did in like two or like 2001. I think it was the last time they did this. It gives you the perception of less ma- uh, of more more going on, but it's actually less matches, so it's easier to do, and you burn less matches. Yeah. So I like the idea. But there was there was two other names or three other names that were outside, presumably AEW guys that were coming in, because I, I believe there's going to be an AEW guy per block. Oh. From what I got. The Phantasmo, Yujiro, and I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but he's already in the cycle. He's now entered the cycled out era. Tomohiro Ishii was the third guy who wasn't going to be in. Wow. He's, that makes he's me sad. In, I know it doesn't that suck that he's now Tenzan Nagata Kojima Suzuki. Like remember how weird it was two years ago when Suzuki just wasn't in Suzuki wasn't in, in it. Yeah. Same thing would happen with Ishii, but he came in with because of those injuries. That makes me sad. It does. <laughs> I heard that and I was like, oh no, not big time. <laughs> but you know he's forty nine. He's injured again. Yeah, um, I, I'm pretty sure he just didn't want to make that long ass flight after having he's, that match. He's like, I'm just gonna go drink with Goto. Yeah, he's like, I'm good. He's, he's like, we're gonna go get drunk with Yamato from uh, High End in, in Dragon Gate. Is Juice Robinson? Is, is this all a work with the IWGP US uh, Heavyweight Championship? He's got a kidney infection. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So why are they mad that he had a kidney infection and couldn't fly? I think it's a gimmick. I think they want him to be healthy because they're gonna do they're gonna do something with him in the in the G one. Maybe not win, but I think he's gonna get that saber treatment or he's gonna finish like second in a block. The Rock Hard Club. Do you think and this is this is why I bring up the Julia thing up. Or anyone from stardom. I know you say that's separate, you know, they Bushi Road likes to keep their, you know, those entities apart. But, man, I mean, if you can get juice, you know, obviously, you know, do, being that heavy hitter because he's always had that fan base out in Japan, um, and you get Tony Storm back, back, you know, on some stardom dates out there where they could be together, you know, mm-hmm. in the land of Puro, I mean, why not? Get more so then, exposure with the Jerseys. So then you got to set up some kind of a mixed tag, don't you? Yeah, I mean... Man, that'd be so good. Alex, Alex, they can't do that. Like, you because can't have... Because Tokyo Joshi Pro. No, because I haven't worked a match since 2017, man. I'm going to hold Julia back. <laughs> well, you could be the, the mouthpiece. We'll get, we'll get Look, uh, Joe. Yeah, but, but Juice has got to beat my ass. No, because I don't need people perceiving Joe and Julia, okay? Let's, let's just back up. Okay. I'm I get, gonna it. get on I my, respect it. I'm going to get on my rep sports, and I'm not going to let it on. <laughs> You're going to get jacked <laughs> like Julie. Yeah. Jacked by Julie. Yeah. I'm going to be like, babe, I need your trainer. And then I'm going to go, hey, Juice Robinson, I want the gold, sucker. 
just like Meryl said in that wonderful quick promo last night, uh, I just want my three G's, my gold, Julia, and my gorgeous girlfriend, which I guess is four. But that that's my, my four G's at the current moment. Yeah, but I, I can't have – well, yeah, but then wouldn't, wouldn't that be confusing because I use the woman, uh, a woman in both parts? I want my what? I want I want my gold, I want my Julia, and I want my games. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's better. Yeah, the alliteration better. is more on point. I wouldn't you you thought I didn't call I would just want to work out with Julia, honestly. I, I would want to see her regiment. Alex Alex, you th- you guys feet. give me shit for not for not going out in public as it is. You'd never see me. Oh, I I'd be I'd be like a no man hermit. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you oh, be? You better get those God. leg exercises, man. Bless America. Uh, Clark Cottles is taking the fall, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think this, they're going to make him look like a million bucks, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, everybody in that ring is is on the page. Excuse me, on the same I'm page. I'm know. honestly. I was really pumped to see Miro and Ishii. I was like, oh, my God, that's going to be so cool. But we'll have to wait for that. We will have to wait. Uh, what do you think of the AEW All-Atlantic Championship belts, by the way? All-Atlantic New Japan. Yeah, I was like, why is Japan in this one doesn't even touch the Atlantic Ocean? Australia. <laughs> We don't need the TNT title is the Intercontinental title. We don't need another title. The trio title makes sense because, you know, they adopt the Japanese Puro method of factions, which is fine. It works for, you know, that segment of the wrestling audience. But why this one? Uh, From the visionary Tony Khan. I I think it's dumb. Whatever. It's just another title to put on people. Uh, who who takes the fall in the IWGP? Is it Hangman? Ooh. I think Cole. I think White's going to pin Cole. That's fine, too. disruption. Oh, oh, Kata's not getting pinned. We know that. No. So... You know, it, it, Were you still it, hyped, it, even though it was spoiled for you when you watched it? I was kind of like, ah, oh, there he is. Yeah. Well, cool. it's not because you couldn't. It was like Minoru Suzuki. There was no Kazuni Hare where you could barely hear the coin drop. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 here's the other thing, too. But we get to hear it on Sunday. Once again, where I say, you know, play ball with each other. Do something that's going to make people wanting to come back for seconds. Okada's not champ. He could have took a fall. You could have done Pop or, or Punk before he got hurt, before that, and you could have done Punk Okada, and Okada could have lost. No harm, yeah, no fault. There's nothing to hurt him. And then yeah. the most intriguing match for me, and I mean, betonline.com has Moxie as the favorite, but there's still a part of me that thinks Tanahashi is winning this match, man. Oh, that would be so cool. I mean, then we would get Tanahashi and Punk like we wanted or what, like we needed 
or we're going to get. I don't know where the wanted came from because I and was a little disappointed in a way. In a way, when it was Tanahashi and Punk, even though that would be a good match. Um, but of course, I was rooting for Okada and Punk. But um, I wouldn't be mad if Tanahashi wins. But is that how you want to close your show? I just I don't see how Danielson injured now. I mean, okay, so so let's look at that. Who do, who do you think's facing Zack Sabre? I have three guys in mind. I'm hoping, um, shout out to Dave Ritter uh, for pointing this out, Claudio Castagnoli, I, I think, would be. Because at first I'm like, who's a better technical wrestler? And then he put the gif out there, and I thought, oh, shit, I forgot he was a free agent still. Mm-hmm. Hmm, very interesting. Yes, that is who I want. So, yeah, Cesaro, Claudio, um, I think Chris Claudio Hero Warner, I don't give a shit. That would be tight. I think Claudio works because he has a history with Kingston. So he could be yeah. on Danielson's side and still be for Kingston, uh, with Kingston. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you could bring in the rebel heart Johnny Gargano. What's what's the gimmick with Gargano? Everyone's excited for that to be. Because he'll be in Chicago during that weekend at a card signing. Um, yeah. Of course, the specifications well, running right there. I mean, here's but the thing. Do you Oh, yeah. I mean, look at his matches. We get the DIY FTR matches back in the day. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. And that was wrestling. Yeah. You know, and here's the thing is, I'm not saying you need to sign him. You just need him to come in and work this and do what he's done better than almost anybody in NXT. Go work a Warriors match. That's all we need you mm-hmm. to do. We're just going gonna to pay you twenty grand for two days. Him and Gargano, or him and Zack Sabre Jr. I'm just happy to see Zack Sabre Jr., honestly. Um, The other one that I kind of hope it is, and I think it makes sense because of where they're going with it, I think you should have Jonathan Gresham do it. Oh. Oh. Yeah. He's, Um, wow, Gresham and Sabre Jr., I know somebody who was at the show in Milwaukee yesterday. Uh, he was sitting hard cam in section 224 mm-hmm. Um He made jokes that during Rampage when everyone left that uh, a lot of local talent filled the area to make the hard cam look better, which is funny. Oh, people um, really left? Yeah, I'm just thinking it was getting late. Um, and they knew it was literally like the go home, but nothing's probably going to happen, so they just left. You know, so they didn't care. Yeah. Um, yeah. He said uh, the the uh, Cash Wheeler and Jeff Cobb match is fucking awesome. So I'm going to check that out. Nice. Um, but he said at one point, he's just sitting there and all of a sudden he saw Jonathan Gresham walk by. And he instantly goes, hey, why is Gresham in Milwaukee? Yeah. Interesting. Like, well, go he's been backstage before, though. He's been he backstage. Has. And that's what I said. But I, I said before, I was like, hey, man, I need you to look for a couple different people for me for the sake if I do radio. And that was one of them. Yeah. Hey, man, keep your eyes peeled if you look, look for me for Jonathan Gresham. Because that makes you uh, maybe he's there think about that. Yeah, Gresham is that saver. And he'd be perfect to fit in and do that match with uh, Jared. And then Blood and Guts. Yeah. Yep. 
that'll build his name then, you know, get a little bit more eyes on him for that ROH TV launch. And you Relaunch. can have him beat um, Matt Menard or something, and he looks good, and it doesn't affect the feud because one mm-hmm. of the low two, you know, a 2.0 guy got beat by the ROH World Champ. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. ah. So that's what I kind of Look was it. hoping. Yeah, I was I was hoping for Claudio, but now, yeah, I'm, I'm more on the Gresham train. So thank you for swaying me, jerk. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he comes out in American Dragon's robe as it is. He wears the same colors because he modeled yep. his career after it, like, it's it's gift wrapped, and it's a guy that if they are going to regularly start touring, maybe if they don't even have TV, but maybe they just start touring and doing DVDs like they used to, um, or do mm-hmm. like the internet subscription. You know, you need to start getting ROH back out on TV. And if you notice, they're running with more of the uh, lethal Sanjay, Sunil Singh, Samoa Joe stuff. Yeah. So they're Hell, we got Sarah Young last night was a really yep. good match in history with Adam Page. Was a, yeah, it was a freaking so fantastic point to, to bring this kind of stuff up again, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I agree. But, uh, yeah. That's, but that's Tanahashi, really though, holding that strap up, people oh, yeah. excited? I think, but that, that's, that's what I was going with that is. If you have Moxley win, then what do you do? Now your world oh, champion is stuck in butt and guts. Now your world champion is not going to feud with Jericho. Yeah. I don't want Moxie Jericho again for the AEW title. Yeah. Oh, we'll get it for All Out for the anniversary. Uh, I don't <laughs> know why I went back to that match because I got really excited for uh, for Jonathan Gresham being a part of the Blackpool Combat Club. Um, but, yeah, I mean, him and Claudio Gargano, I mean, I, I'm sure I will enjoy it. I mean, I just, you know, when you have those two other men now on the table, I'm like, oh, yeah, you'd be a, a nice other option, third option. Um, so what if it's <laughs> like then Josh, not Josh Barnett, what was his name? The guy who was like the pure champion for like the longest time? Oh, Josh Briggs? Is that or Josh that? the Goods Woods? Yes, thank you. What if it's him? I wouldn't hate Josh Woods. I would hope Zack Sabre stretches the shit out of him. Over, under, if it's Jonathan Gresham and Zack Sabre Jr., over, under, nine bridge outs. Oh, man. Any form of a bridge. That line is like a wet dream of mine, seeing two of the most technically talented wrestlers ever. Like, just like I'm like, oh, my God. And, and I, I mean, that is, that your, is that your top of the second hour, do you think? Is that the match you go with? I hope it happens early. I hope it's like the second match. Yeah, you don't want to tire out the crowd because it's just going to be all moves, which is like yeah. the greatest thing ever. I think, you I, think, I think they open with the Young Bucks. Okay. And then I think you go to the, the Zack Sabre match. Man, I wouldn't be mad at that back-to-back. Um, also, I wouldn't be mad at, uh, minus the name, but like you said, the Young Bucks possibly being the uh, show opener 
for Forbidden Door this Sunday. The Bullet Club, yes, they have made their way back to the Bullet Club. The Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, the first and only two-time All Elite Wrestling Tag Team Champions, winning them, of course, against uh, in a trip. Oh, oh yeah, Jeff Hardy had the DUI. That also happened during that crazy array of six weeks we went off the air. Uh, but it's a shit for that because it was like 9.30 in the morning. Um, but the Young Bucks uh, coming back, uh, winning the titles from Jurassic Express, and God bless Christian on that promo last night. Because, uh, wow, you raised a piece of shit. Um, but uh, teaming up with Hikaleo, like you said, the fall guy, El Fantasmo, taking on. Again, the name just it makes me smile and angry. Dudes of attitude. Sting Darby <laughs> Allen. Romu Takahashi, the ticking time bomb, the best of super juniors twenty twenty two winner. And the last dragon. Shingo Takagi, Ryan. When I saw that graphic, I almost pulled the Pee Wee Herman. Uh, it was the coolest, funnest thing where I was like, we get to see Shingo and Hiromu with Sting and Darby Allen? That makes no sense. Darby and Hiromu, sure. But I'm sure they're also happy that they get to share the ring with Sting. But we get L.I.J., uh, you know, uh, two members of LIJ, the former IWGP World Heavyweight Champion who had a fantastic fantastic run in 2021, uh, Shingo Takagi. Uh, also, what, 11 years, 12 years uh, since we saw him last in Chicago um, at that Dragon Gate USA show. Romu Takahashi, I don't know if I've seen him live. I, no, he was at um, – that ROH show I went to where it was uh, LIJ and Bullet Club in that main event. But, uh, man, that's going to be rad. I'm I'm super pumped for this match. And LP, I hope there's a small child in the crowd that he just flicks off with attitude. I can't <laughs> wait. So, um, real quick before we move out of here, I just thought this would be pretty uh, – this is entertaining. Um I looked. Brock Lesnar has had ten matches in the state of Minnesota. Ten. ten nine. Excuse me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It looks like. Nine. He's had nine matches the, in Minnesota. What was his last match? Uh, Brock Lesnar defeated the Miz uh, Road to WrestleMania Tour, March ninth of twenty eighteen. So one. <laughs> Let's see. One, two, I know for sure. Two, three, four. I know four. Oh, no. of the Didn't nine... we see him in Balor? No. Yeah. Or was it him in no. Style? No, it was Styles and Balor we saw. Yeah. So I've seen but I at thought... least four of his matches. There's one, two, three that I can't tell if I saw. I'm trying to look at other matches on the card and see if any of these Okay. maybe, like, ring a bell. I, I bet you I did, but I just, I just can't remember. Um, we'll, say, we'll say out of the ones – so, like, I know I didn't see the Miz one. I know I didn't see that one, and I know I didn't see – where did the other one go? 
just made Kato's. Yeah, that one. So I know those two I didn't see. So that means seven. So I noticed I saw four of the four of. I didn't see that one. We'll say we'll say out of the nine, I saw six of the nine because I'm sure I went wow. to these shows. Because um, this was 2004 and stuff, I went to every show. So we'll say I've seen six of the nine Lesnar matches in Minnesota. Can you think of, and, and I remember a few of these really strong. Can you, can you think of any that you have seen him wrestle here? Uh, in Minnesota, I don't think I have. So I'll start Honestly. with the first one. And if you think you might have, I can go over the card with you. This is one of those, my, this is my cage match rando of the day. Uh, so okay. June 4th, 2001, the Minnesota stretching crew, Brock Lesnar, Shelton Benjamin, defeated Magnus Maximus before he became Bam Neely and Scotty Zappa, who was Buck Zumhoff. You saw that match? Yeah, it was on a, a, a Raw and Jack's taping. The main event of that Raw that night uh, was... Uh, what was it? It was Raw's War. The main event was Stone Cold Steve Austin and Chris Jericho for the title. Wow. There was, was a King of the Ring. Yeah, Kane, Kane and Christian for the IC title. Matt, Matt and Jeff in a King of the Ring qualifier. Uh, Rhino and Taz in a qualifier. Uh, so there's 11,000 people there. It was the TNN days. Um, yeah, because uh, Johnny Parks worked Takamichi Noku which is pretty funny. <laughs> Michael Shane and Jerry Lynn wrestled each other. And then Haku beat Rory Fox, rapid delivery Rory Fox from, <laughs> from the uh, Beyond the Mat days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then this one I'll never forget. This was a house show at the XL Energy Center that was made evented by Kurt Angle defeating Steve Austin. Kurt Angle is the world champion. Uh, also, we got Jericho Lance Storm on that show. But in the wow. third match on the show, Brock Lesnar defeated Canyon, and he gave Canyon a he did a shooting star press and then a liger bomb to him to win. Jesus. <laughs> then what? this one, <laughs> this one said I thought it was in Minnesota because because of the Minnesota stretching crew name it put it on this list. I was like, when did Lesnar and Shelton win the OVW tag titles from Prototype John Cena and Rico? I, was like, I didn't see that one. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's um, this one I didn't see. A Raw House Show in 2002. Brock Lesnar defeats Bubba Ray Dudley at the DECC in Duluth. That was where we went, I think, that one time. Um, Brock Lesnar then Which one was uh, it? was at the, the deck in Duluth. That was where we went with Kyle and Callie for that one house show we saw. Cato. Oh, okay, then that was this one. Uh, so 2002, September 9th, Brock Lesnar retains the heavyweight title on a house show at the Midwest Wireless Center in Mankato against Kurt Angle. Oh, wow. That's probably the building we went to. Um, then the oh, next no, we didn't go to that at all. That was 2002. I was no, I'm just saying that was, that was the venue, I bet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this one I, I remember very well. Uh, SmackDown the next night, Brock Lesnar defeats Hardcore Holly when he broke his neck. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> that was also the Billy and Chuck wedding. I remember that night. 
Um, then Raw House Show, Brock Lesnar defeats Shelton Benjamin. I remember that was awesome. People are excited for that. The main event of that show was, was that show. It was about Shelton with Charlie Haas uh, losing to Brock Lesnar. Uh, Scott Steiner defeated Batista on that show. And Sean O'Hare wow. worked. And I remember I was the only person in that building that knew who he was. Sean O'Hare was, God, that was a talent, I thought. That <laughs> Um, this, now, I feel like I had to have been to this show, but I don't remember. Uh, triple threat match on a house show at the Target Center. Kurt Angle defeats Brock Lesnar in the big show. I feel like I was there, but I couldn't tell you. Um, this, this, I do remember being there because this was the lead up to Benoit winning the Rumble. But it was Benoit and Cena defeating Brock Lesnar, Matt Morgan, and Rhino in a three-on-two handicap match. Because I remember Paul Heyman was sitting on the middle of the ring on, like, one of those beach Lifeguard Towers, and Cena came Wait, out that's in a, a Marshall. Real, that happened in real life, huh? That, yeah, that and uh, Cena came out in a Marshall uh, Randy Moss jersey, and I remember I had the John Cena Word Life shirt that was cuffed on uh-huh. the sleeves like our punk shirt, and I bought the lock chain for like 15 bucks to wear. Man, you're hardcore. <laughs> and then... 2018, Brock Lesnar defeats The Miz in a minute 20. <laughs> he does not like Minnesota. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that man hasn't even had 10 matches in Minnesota. And his career, he's had 400, 426 matches. Jesus. His his second match he's ever had was Brock Lesnar defeats The Collector by DQ at NWA OVW's Night of the Demon 2000. <laughs> All I heard was The Demon, and I'm like, what? I'm the, collect- the Collector was also known as The Predator, also known as Big Van Vader UFO, and main roster was known as Elijah Burke's partner, Sylvester Turkey. <laughs> Yikes. So that was the big deep dive of the day. Um, since we last talked, Champions Carnival finished. Um, Noah's Dream On show happened. Double or Nothing happened. Uh, which, by the way, I was going to break into that. Um, Keiji Muto, a.k.a. Great Muda, um, announcing he's only going to be, I believe, doing five matches, and then he is retiring, I believe, yep, in 2023. Matches. Six, Six matches, matches, and he okay. will retire at Cyberfight next year. Okay, okay. Um, a, the first match, of course, justice for a uh, different Kaito. No, uh, Kaito Kiyomiya um, <laughs> will once again hopefully get the W against Keiju Muto. Does Muto finally give him the rub, or is he like, nah, I'm, I'm, I don't care, I'm out? <laughs> Somebody was joking that Muto is such a troll that on his last contractual Noah match at, at Cyberfight, he's going to work Kiyomiya, but then pull the bull over and make him tap. <laughs> <laughs> and then so and then he is going to run his retirement match, but the sounds of it is he's going to do a produce show, and because it's fucking Muda being Muda, he's going to sell it between Noah and New Japan to the highest bidder Jeez. to air it on their network. <laughs> Oh, Muda just being Muda, guys. 
When that happened, who do you think is who do you think is going to be his final match? I don't even want to speculate what I'm thinking. Ooh, is it Mar Fuji? No, I feel like somehow the GHC title is going to be still still in play, and it's going to be him versus like Kojima or something for the title one last time, and he'll win going on top. Oh my god! Or like he'll get Okada the IWGP title, and and <laughs> Okada will have to pull a Tenru and just let him beat the shit out of him until it's time to put him away. Do you think they do a Yokohama screw job then? God, I don't listen. Kota Bushi brought up the Yakuza, and I still to this day think Masachono is like a Yakuza leader. Oh, Shono totally. and Muda are boys. How do you think you got those NWO, uh, you know, <laughs> licensing agreements? Anything can happen in the world of scummy Piro. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, any have you heard any latest? Of course, uh, Kota Ibushi goes on this you know Twitter thing, and him and Rico Takuchi. So, did you hear the main part of it too? Is the reason they blew him up, the Kikuchi, was uh, you said Kikuchi was like we never gave you clearance to to be on just to be at JTO, the or Taka's just tap out promotion. Oh, okay. And he's like, I was at a Cork and Hall show as a fan. He's like, yeah, but you knew they were going to show you on the TV. Yeah, they, we showed Kyrie and and EO when they were in NXT together on our show. That's just what you do. And they're like, you should have you should have cleared it. And he's like, fuck you. <laughs> and apparently, Abushi's made good money, and he's he's not he's been smart with it all. I I think he will will never see him in New Japan ever again, and unless okay. unless like DDT throws something at him, I don't think he ever wrestles again. Wow! Because he could go to Noah, but that's just weird. Yeah, Dragon Gate has no need for him. Even as a name, they, they, I mean, I he I don't think he would fit in. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. Because, you know, I I go and watch, I I, I watch Dragon Gate stuff. And I get absurd takes while I'm watching it going, you know what? We have a week left before it's mid-year award time. I think, I think Jake, uh, I think Jason Lee is the top five wrestler in the world this year. Wow. And then I go. Even with as many faction changes that he's had. But how great is his match? He's, I, I think he's the best. Oh, I, in the I world. agree. No, he's he's wonderful. I mean, I, I love. I mean, him and Kota Minoru are two of the one of two of the. I would say top mm-hmm. ten. How Kota Minoru? How, how great has uh, how great has Okuda? Yuki Yoshioka's twenty twenty two been? Yep. I mean, he's going to he's going to Kobe. You know, spoiler: we didn't talk about that, but he won King of Games. Did Kota Minora, yep. Kota Minora won a last chance battle royal because Jason Lee got injured in got a concussion against BB Hulk. And Minora comes in and beats Shuji Kondo, which surprised me. 
Kota Minora beat Shin Skywalker, or uh, Yuki Yoshioka beat Shin Skywalker. And then Yuki Yoshioka and Kota Minora, I think it went four and three quarters. It was so fucking good. But then, you know, then I'm like, Yoshioka, is he the best wrestler this year? Like, but, but if you don't have people to watch Dragon Gate, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. I had Jordan watch a Dragon Gate match with me, or, or watch a pay-per-view with me. Um, maybe it was Dead or Alive. We just, no, it was, we watched the, the Toramon reunion show, which was incredible. Oh, okay. We haven't even talked that yet. And it, it, the second match had, uh, it was like Ryo Saito and... Konobami Ichikawa and like those guys and he's like that's a notebook match and I'm laughing I'm like what he goes that was one of the most entertaining things I've ever seen he's like it was incredible <laughs> that's awesome and I'm like yeah I'm like, this is what this company is man yeah honestly <laughs> like, it, it brings a smile on my face after I watch like even like half of it I'm like oh my god this is this is wrestling this is fun like so, this is what it's all about Hey, how did you watch any King of Gates? I couldn't remember if you if you had even touched it. Or you had touched I some think of it. Like past like week six or whatever, night so, six and then I think you got you you got goofed when they started showing the YouTube stuff. If I remember right. Because I was like, they're on night six and you're like, Well they're just on night three and they're like, Yeah, four, five, and six are on YouTube and you're like, What? I was like, Yep, just one that shows. Um because I didn't know about it either until I read it on their Twitter. But, oh. um, yeah, because I was like, where the fuck is, I was like, how are they already at this match? That hasn't even happened yet. And I was like, oh, shit, it's on YouTube, too. Fuck. But, uh, so, did you see when, uh, I can't remember who it was, was about to bust Mochizuka over the head with a chair, and the, the young boy stood in the way and blocked the chair attack? Uh, no. Uh, what was his name? Let me let me dig into it. Um, I, I, oh, his, name. his name will make more. It'll make more sense when when I get into the actual. Um, let me pull up Masaki 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 uh, matches. D chords. We want the. Uh, where is the damn Toroban Union show? <clears throat> it was on this show. So, um, I can't remember what the young boy's name was, but he, like, stops him from making a chair shot. And he's like, you know what? You didn't have to do that. You're going to be on the, the Toroban Union show with us. And he's like, yeah. He's like, oh, he's bringing the young boy. Mochizuki loves working with the young ones. And like this is this is why this match is it's it's an eleven minute match and when you hear the other team you're gonna be like oh, okay that ain't shit but then when you hear the story you're gonna go oh my god Dragon Gate's the best company in the world every year so uh, Ayaga Niso who worked in that second to last Masato Yoshino match last year that was it's uh, Shogun Takagi Shiji Kondo Torawashi Yashi. they were an old Toruman faction that. I was like, ick, I don't like Ayaganito, but it made sense, made a good match. Well, since it was Toruman, they're in the main event, and they took on M2K, which, for those of you who don't know, M2K was Masaki Mochizuki, Susumu Mochizuki, or Susumu Yokosuka, going on his real name, 
and Sushi Kanda. So M2K for the two Mochizukis and Kanda. Well, at the beginning of the show, we see that the event or that the thing is now called M3K, and people have M3K merchandise, and nobody knows why, um, but they bought it because they're like, oh, they'll just Mochizuki the young boy or something, right? Makes sense. Yeah. So outcomes for the face side with Saki Mochizuki, Sumuyu Mochizuki, Yasushi Kanda, and now with blonde, bright blonde hair, wearing the, the silver and purple, uh, Ryoto Mochizuki. But then we come to find out that it's a shoot, and the young boy who saved Mochizuki is literally the first ever second generation Dragon Gate wrestler. It's the Saki Mochizuki kid making his debut. Wow. Wow. Didn't tell anybody. Interesting. So that happens. Uh, Mochizuki Jr. comes out. Um, it's Does he look taller Yeah, he, he, there's a couple points. He's a little bit, little out of sync for a second, but he did the run-up jump on the, the rope and do the spring-off kick just like Wasaki does. They were trading shots, and at the end of the day, uh, he pins Shogo Takagi, and Ryoto Mochizuki wins the main event at Korokan Hall at the second Toroban reunion show in the main event in his first ever match. Every other company would have had that kid tapping in five minutes. Yep. That's, they that's now why officially Dragon Gate special. They now they now announced that going forward they will be continued to be M3K and they are going to continue as a new faction. Rainbow Gate the next the next night in uh, Aichi, uh, the four of them beat Big Boss Shimizu, KZ, Strong Machine, and UT by countout. Then there's a big battle royal the next night after that. Mochizuki wins it. Hmm. Um, he got hurt during the battle royal, so I don't think it's anything to like be worried about. But um, yeah, you know, and and this battle royal he won had BB Hulk in it, Eita was in it, Kage, uh, Kagatora. Takashi Oshida was in it, Kaisuke Okuda. Like they're they're making him establish as a star right out of the gate. Nice. And it was so cool to be able to go, oh my god, that's the first real actual second generation Dragon Gate wrestler. The first one ever. That's cool. That's really awesome, actually. Oh it's tremendous. It was so great. I was marking. I was you know, with a tear in my eye. And then also a dragon comes out and he's like, man, this is weird. And they're like, shut up. And he's like, can't you call him El Hijo Del Mochizuki? And they're like, no, that's, that's, we don't do lucha like you, Ultimo. And he's like, I don't like Ryoto Mochizuki. And they're like, what? And he's like, how about Mochizuki Jr.? And they're like, that's okay. And he's looking around and he's like, come on, Dad. And his dad goes, no, that's fine. You are now Mochizuki Jr., so now they call him Mochizuki Jr. <laughs> okay. Which also, great great thing on that Toroban reunion show, at the King of Gate uh, the night before um, the finals, it was a, a match. Kaito Ishida, Minorita, and Noruki Doi uh, beat Big Boss Shimizu, Takashi Oshida, Takumi Fujiwara. And he's like, as we know, I am a baseball fan, and when I was in Toruban, I was second toy because I played second base. And I'm yeah. bringing back the team, and I need a team of baseball players with me. So 
Big Boss Shimizu, did you play baseball? He's like, yes, I was. I was a first baseman. And he's like, perfect. You are going to be first Shimizu. He's like, yeah. So then he's like, I need one more for my team. Because at the uh, <laughs> the Toramon show, it was it was those two. Uh, they took on the Arai brothers. So it's Kenichiro Arai and his heat-up titles. And then Chuichiro Arai and Koichiro Arai, who were not his brothers, but it looked like it, which is funny. <laughs> so he, he looks at Takumi Fujiwara, uh, and he's like, you. He goes, you look very athletic. You are going to be the third member of our team. And he goes, uh, no, I haven't played baseball since I was in grade school. He's like, I, I hurt my arms throwing, and I can never play again. And he's like, that, that doesn't matter. He's like, it's, it's fake. You were just dressing as baseball players to be a, a team. He goes, yeah, I just, I, I wish I could help you, but I just can't play baseball, they said, anymore. Thank you for the offer. He leaves. You know, he does, what the fuck? Like, he, did he understand that this, we're not playing baseball? It's a gimmick. So he goes over to Minarita and he's like, all right, Minarita, you got to come on the team. He goes, what did you play? He goes, second base. And he goes, get the hell out of here. I'm second base. I'm second toy. And he turns around and he just moans and hangs his head as Takashi Yoshida is blinking 100 miles an hour, doing a heart symbol with his hands, pleading with Doi, pleading with Doi. And Doi doesn't want to bring Takashi Yoshida's dumbass around. And he's like, oh, God. <laughs> And he's like, oh my God. did you play baseball? He goes, I was a catcher. And he's like, damn it. He goes, all right. Second toy, first Shimizu, and catcher Yoshida. <laughs> and he found the pose where, where he does the catcher pose. And then Doi's in a batting stance. And then uh, Shimizu's on the other side with his glove extended to take the play. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Know, so. And then they got beat by the Arise because – Yoshida blew it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was even more uh, But yeah, Dragon Gate just had some really good shit going on here. Like I said, the King of Gate. You know, I got kind of into it talking about the Jason Lee thing, but uh, uh, Super Juniors was fun. So Kobe World's the next event for them, right? Yes, yep, because they just had um, Dead or Alive. They had Champions Gate. Uh, we have yeah. Dead or Alive. We have or we have we have Dangerous Gate still um, after Kobe Ooh. World, and then it's um, Final Gate. Final Gate. Wow, already. Yeah. Um, just in, a guy named Seth Holmgren was drafted number two, who's from Minneapolis, which I just so found Chet out, Holm- which is crazy. I thought Chet Holmgren, well, number two I thought was Jabari Smith. Oh. No, he went three to Houston then. So Chet Holmgren went to the Thunder. So did Paulo Banchero yep. went one to Detroit or Orlando? Yeah. Yep. I saw the Houston pick real quick at work. Okay, so a guy Paulo named Chet Holmgren from Minneapolis went number number two. To the Thunder. He's from Gonzaga. Yeah. Went to Minnehaha. Um... Did you watch much Super Junior? No, no. Yeah. I did watch Dominion, which, again, fantastic main event. Jay White, the Switchblade era, fantastic match with the Rainmaker. Kind of knew that, that was going to happen, but didn't know if they would pull the trigger, uh, especially with the baby Okada on the way. 
Um, but uh, I think they made the right call and, again, got a scathing, wonderful uh, promo bomb, if you will, from Jay White after the match and, of course, backstage throwing beers all over and saying he is the catalyst of professional wrestling. He is the reason why there's all elites, why there is, you know, Bullet Club is still thriving, this and that, but uh, just wonderful stuff uh, from there. And then, of course, uh, his his time on AEW television. So um, that, that's a guy that could definitely get, I think, New Japan a little bit more over with the Western Western audience. Well, and obviously they said they needed Jay White to be champion to officially kick off the Civil War. So yeah. when I heard that, that kind of made me go, ah, he's probably winning. They've been wanting to do the yeah. angle for two years, but he wouldn't commit. Uh, this makes me also think then, especially how he wasn't really shown during the preview until the end. Is this Sokata's first time winning the, the – oh, no, Okada won last year the G1. I was, I was thinking, do you have Okada with the G1 to um, have him beat White at the Dome to sell? But he just said that last year. Yep, that's correct. I'm intrigued to see what they're going to do with this now. Because that changes my mindset of the G1. Yeah, we, we, the G1 is going to be long. I think we don't think we're going to do it until about two weeks from now, but I definitely think we got to try to set up brackets again and do another pick on the people. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, um, it's going to be an interesting lineup. Uh, the way the pop that Lance Archer got when they announced him uh, yeah. during Dominion, though, I was like, this guy might have a chance to make some noise. If you're Impact, are you mad at Carl Anderson? Well, no, I, I mean, they were if apparently you know where I'm not going. Gonna... No. Like if you, you, you know what I'm talking about in that promo? Oh, what do you, oh with um, the J.Y. Missed... promo? Where said... Yeah, because I missed this until somebody pointed this out about Carl Anderson. So I was like, oh, shit, I got to ask Alex if he, if he caught it, too. Well, where he said he's the best champion in all of wrestling? No, where he said, if you notice... And that's what I was like, this is where I missed it, and I had to go back, is he says, if, if you don't, he goes, take note, people, when you give me a full house, this is why I prove time and time again I'm the best wrestler in the world. He goes, when I'm in front of 20 people, he goes, I don't try for shit. Oh, I didn't catch that at all. <laughs> Basically, like, when I'm an impact, I just get a paycheck. But you put me in yeah. front of all these people and look at me. Because was this not what I preached about Carl Anderson from day one? This oh, not, that was a fantastic. Uh, great show against Samatonga, yeah. Oh, my God. And, and Samatonga looked like a million bucks, too. Carl yeah. Anderson is just fantastic. Yeah. I mean, he is so much better than his tag partner. That match was the drizzling fucking shit. I went one and a mm-hmm. half on Yano and Gallows, and that's because it was a three-minute match. <laughs> so I was happy. It, I mean, look, two years from now, if we put this Dominion show, and I go, hey, do you remember this match? Tori Yano defeated Doc Gallows, uh, winner. Yano by falling over on him backwards. Are anyone going to remember I honestly, that? I honestly would have said, what is it, 2011? <laughs> um, I surprisingly went notebook on the KOP title match. I went four on it. I loved it. What what was it nine to eleven or eight to eleven? Eleven. Did they take that last fall away? Yeah, it was eleven ten because Shingo got a four count at one point. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was so nervous. I love that. I love Taichi. I used to despise him. Yeah. But ever since he went heavy, man, I love me some Taichi. I respect that he tries his damnedest and he goes a thousand miles an hour. Not just like speed in a match, but just like how he's like, I'm going to prove my naysay. I'm going to prove Ryan Cook wrong. Well, what I'm going to do it too. fucking best. So Shingo gets huh? his four count. Shingo gets his four count. And then Taichi does what everybody would do, but then Shingo smartly made what? it work where it's 11-7. Taichi does a Lamaha straw or whatever, gets a two count, does a second one, gets a one count, does a third one, and Shingo kicks out before one, makes space, and then the bell rings. So he got a two, a one, and a zero count doing it three times in a row. So smartly he went for three straight pins, but Shingo picked up on it and saved a, a second every time and won. It was so good. <laughs> it was so fucking fun. Yeah. Then Osprey Sonata went four and a quarter. I, I, it, was, it was really good, but I mean, Osprey just makes that so much better. Hey, we didn't talk about that match at Forbidden Door. How do, are you disappointed? I mean, I know we're going to get yes. the wrestler Orange Cassidy and whatnot, but they could have done so. Do Joe. I mean, I get it. Joe's your ROH champ, but do I would have picked four other people before Orange Cassidy out of this. And they didn't even how... explain the chaos rift with Osprey being a former chaos member. They didn't, they didn't even implement that no. into a bill. I would have rather had Osprey versus Trent Beretta. <laughs> just facts. It's nothing and like business business wise, I get it. It's gonna sell a shit ton of merch because you got Cassidy on the show, he's gonna make money for you. It's gonna yeah. it's gonna pop a number. Like pay per view people are I understand the whole business, but for Ryan Cook, I there's ten that's why I say if if you give me that roster, I could have made a better card. At least for my case. Yeah. You know, and the other thing is, is you already gave away half of the match by having that, you know, the trios match last night. Yeah, I would say. Why, you know, why not grab? So you had you had Jericho. Um. Why why not have Ortiz, who shaved his head, be in the Wheeler Utah spot because it makes sense because of what just transpired that it should be him mm-hmm. and Kingston against Jericho Guevara because Guevara costed him. And then yep. give me Will Ospreay and Wheel of Utah. Champ versus champ. There you go. It would have been much better. Yeah. Does Omega come yeah. out after the Osprey match? I don't think Omega shows up. I'm still shocked the Bucks are going to are doing the show. Why is that? Because of the whole New Japan rifts? Yeah, like, it, and it, that's what goes back to, you know, we were talking Kota Bushi where I was waiting for you to go, well, I'm sure you could call Kenny. But, you know, I don't think people realize this or know about this. I'll say more no than realize because why would you unless you really look at that kind of info that we may look at. But yeah. he's not happy with with the Young Bucks and those guys. Kota Bushi's dealing no. with them because they never yeah. gave him a dime on that Golden Lover stuff. Really? He didn't make a cent off of that golden elite. That was... Uh, everything, 
Everything that I was told is he is owed thousands of royalty dollars from those shirts when the four of them were together. Wow. And they never Who's... paid him. Huh. So Pretty shaky he... there, young folks. So he's not exactly, you know, in the best graces of those guys. So I don't, I just don't see it. And if Kenny isn't defending him, well, Kenny's as big of a shill as the Bucks are. It's yeah. fine. They're wrestlers. I, I don't expect anything different out of them. But so the video was good. Um, real quick, we don't really have to talk about it, but I think we should just for the sake of just run through it real fast, just because they were they were fun shows and relevant. This this is I think the first show where I I went nothing. So eight matches, Alex. One, two, three. I had four, three and a half stars. One, three and a quarter, and three three stars. So nothing above three and a half. Is this what? Is this Slammiversary? No, no. Uh, we can wait on that. I, there's a couple things I want to rewatch on that before I do it. I also didn't grade Hell in a Cell. I just watched it. So. I mean, I, yeah. That's... Uh, but but uh, this is the Game Changer Wrestling Tournament of Survival 7 from June 4th. Oh, Okay. Uh, Rita Yamashita, three and a half stars, defeats Hoodfoot in the first round. Yamashita hit a razor's edge off the middle rope to Hoodfoot through uh, light tubes. And for those of you who know who Hoodfoot, he is not a small boy. He is not a small man. Uh, then in the second match, Matt Tremont defeated Slade. Uh, at one point, I have parentheses, Tremont beat his ass outside the ring, LOL. Uh, Trayvon over the DVD onto a chair and a tube bundle. Mm. Uh, then also coming over with uh, Rita Yamashita, uh, Toru Segura with three and a quarter defeats Shane Mercer. Alex likes him, tells him Shane Mercer, if I remember right. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Segura takes a basketball net hula hoop style light tube contraption, uh, puts it over Shane Mercer, and then puts a bundle of chests leaning on his a bundle of tubes leaning on his chest in that thing takes a morning star that Shane Mercer came to the ring with, wrapped it around his arm, and did a diving forearm through all of that into his chest to fit him. Jesus. <laughs> it was awesome. And then uh, Cole Park or Cole Raderick uh, is defeated by Drew Parker with three and a half. Parker has a swanton off the top of the ladder there. Cole Raderick. Raderick looked great again. Respect to Drew uh, Parker, by the way, from uh, having a wonderful progress run, how I kind of found out about um, mm-hmm. you know, some random views. But his Japan death match worked the last two, three years. Since COVID, so yeah, two years. Uh, good for him for making a name out of himself and building mm-hmm. a legend. You know, I've seen a few of the hardcore stuff, you know, kind of through Game Changer and some of the Japan stuff you show him, you know, say, hey, you need to watch this match. And uh, to get over in, in that overpopulated, you know, niche of a match setting, I, just, again, kudos to, to Drew Parker. It's awesome. But I, and you I didn't like remember. him in progress. Shit on that guy. I was like, this guy's pretty all right. You're like, yeah, that guy. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan. I was – I, I didn't <laughs> – I think it was the guy – I, really I didn't hate him. But I was like, ah, it's just not my, not my thing. And mm-hmm. I, I'll never forget the last wrestling show me and Isaiah saw, um, Isaiah thought Corkin, Drew Parker was in the main event, and it was a death match, and I was confused as fuck. Yeah. It was Drew Parker, Jimmy Havoc, Ricky Shane Page, and Masashi Takeda. 
And halfway through it, I was like, Drew Parker fucking, he found his, it's like Shinma Katsumata. Remember when Shinma during the, the COVID just started doing death matches as the Joker? Yes. They were yes. like, oh my God, he found his calling. And that was, that was kind of what happened with Drew Parker, I think. That was a great, great call on Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, then obviously to separate, um, we then have our first, or our scramble of the night. AJ Gray, Lindsey Snow, Jordan Oliver, Nick Wayne, Yoya, and Sawyer Wreck in a six-way uh, three stars. AJ Gray hits a super bomb on Yoya to get the victory. Jesus, I uh, went three and a half on our first semifinal match. Matt Tremont defeats Toru Seguera with a DVD on a barbed wire board, tubes, glass chairs, and a gusset plate board to get the victory. Um, and then Drew Parker defeats Rudy Yamashita, three stars. Um, he hits a swanton on her, but he put her underneath a, uh, a plate of glass that was elevated by two chairs, and he swanton through the glass and then on top of her to get the victory. Oh, wow. And then Drew Parker immediately after the defeats Matt Tremont, three and a half, um, he hits a pull and knee strike a la um, the the, beach, the BT trigger uh, with light tubes intact to defeat Matt Tremont and win the Tournament of Survival 7. Is that after he got murdered last year? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I guess there was last year. Um, two other things. Uh, Champions Carnival happened. Yuma Aoyagi, who I said was going to win, gets the W. Spoiler alert, but we're past it now. Um, yeah. He had a really good match that went to a draw with Miyahara to set up Ooh. him and Jake Lee, and then he beat Lee. People really clamor over Lee and Aoyagi in the final. Uh, I think his dominating performance was Is this the third kinda... final, by the way, in Champions Carnival history? Well, Aoyagi's never won that. At least second. Huh? Aoyagi made the finals of the... Of uh, there, I'm thinking there. of Nomura. Never mind. Never mind. Oh, Nomura man. and Lee. Um, but he uh, he beats Jake Lee, um, and then gets his shot against Miyahara. Miyahara defeats uh, Yuma Yagi. Uh, a couple weeks later, oh. he goes on to defeat uh, T Hawk in a really good match. Kento does. Yep, Kento. Kento in a, in a really good match. And then wow. um, that on Gleet? Though that was uh, that was on AGPW.tv. Uh, <laughs> by the way, speaking of that, New Japan is showing is airing on pay per view the the great uh, one year anniversary pay per view on their network. But uh, I don't know, Alex. On the uh, the last All Japan show was the Champions Night for 50th anniversary tour. Uh, night four, uh, it was from the 19th in Oda World, 1,400 fans attended. Do you have any interest in the next week to watch it, four title matches on the show? Or do you want me to just kind of run over that real quick? I'd say run run over it. Um, I just found out that Kenta was the champ like two weeks ago. I was like, what? He finally, they finally gave him the title back, and I didn't even know. Um he won uh, I can't remember how he got that. Oh, he beat Suwama in that fill-in match. I think it was. Oh, okay. 
Um, Which one was the champ? Because on Jake Lee, you said he had a horrible title run, even though we were applauding his character change. Um, but why why have you soured on him again? Because Total Eclipse is no more? Well, he already broke up the faction. He got hurt right away. He He's back to being quiet. He's not aggressive as much as, much as he was. He's, he's not like, yay, you know, green pants, Jake Lee, but he definitely yeah. took a step back from his debut. No, he's still a good worker. Like, Okay, so, so I'll tell you this. Too. Here's, here's something that, that I can say now because it's already been announced. Great offered T-Hawk as a filler for the G1 if they needed it. And uh, they said, we'll keep you in mind. We appreciate it. We love what Lindemann did. Um, all Japan, Japan then caught word that um, this is documented. This is just documented proof about this, which is great. And I don't think people would like this out there, but it's on there. You can find it if you like. But uh, I'll just say, and then said, hey, we got your back to, you know, we'll give you our former champion, Jake Lee, if you need a fill in. They're like, oh, we're good. Thanks, though. Now we're fine. Fuck off. Oh, God. Shows what his worth is to them. Uh, so OG Shiba defeats Ryo Inoue 453 in the opener of the Young Boys match. Uh, Giora TV title four-way match. Izanagi defending against Black Mensore, Yusuke Kodama, and Toshizo. Toshizo coming in getting the job done. Uh, he, he used to go by the uh, Ryoji Hijikata. He's been wrestling for he's 44. I was surprised by that, what happening. Uh, then we had ATM, Matsunobu Fuchi, and Takeo Mori defeated Masao anyway. Sushi and Yoshitatsu. Uh, awesome match. Notebook match. Here, here's one for you, Alex. Uh, Atsuki Aoyagi, the younger brother, defeating yep. Ryzen Hayato. Ten-minute match. But my God, were these two young kids done? We're getting a one-on-one match. Let's make it count. There's no more... <laughs> There's no more Akira in our way. Let's make it count. Mm-hmm. So the two guys that are next stream, hell of a match. Go on your way to watch it. Okay. Uh, then Hokuto Omori loses in 429 to a man that I said, man, bet you he'll be back when they realize they fucked up and let him go to Glee and do other great and do other things. But Hokuto Omori losing in 429 to the one who we say, oh, yeah, no more. No, I knew that a million miles away. I'm glad No More is back. Uh, no More coming in there. You know, he, he worked He worked too. And, and that was the other thing, too, is he also was, he went to Ganbar Pro. That was going to be his one thing. Uh, he was tagging, he was part of Real Blood with Mizuki say. There's no way he's going to make a living working Ganbar the whole time. So I knew he'd end up back in, in all Japan. They fucked up. They knew it. Glad yeah. to see him. He's only 28. He's got to do something. Um, New Japan's Tiger Mask defeats Hikaru Sato 1451 to become the All Japan World Junior Champion. Wow. Uh, it's getting a three and a half rating on that one. Another match, very, very good, worth a watch. Shuji Kondo defeats Yuma Aoyagi at 1133. Kondo is on a right now. I love that. Our third title match sees our third title change as the Twin Towers, Kawasato and Chuji Shikawa, 
dropping the tag titles to the man who injured Jake Lee, Ryuki, uh, Ryuki Honda, former Total Eclipse member, and his new partner, Shatero Ashino. Wow. Since the uh, runaway suplex is gone because fucking Suwama decided to bring back Voodoo Murders, which I think we went on that rant together where looking at past Voodoo Murder members was like Jamie Stamboli and Chuck Palumbo. There's like 33 different members in the stable. I'm like, God, what are they doing? Uh, which obviously that means Taru's coming in. So Suwama mm-hmm. and fucking Taru, Suwama got red hair. Um, defeat Dan Tamora and Yuji Nagata, who comes in for the shot. Um, and then 2757, our fourth of four title changes, four and a half stars, Alex, Jake Lee reclaims the title from Kenzo Miyahara. Wow. How did that make you feel? Wow. I think he des- Jake Lee deserves to have his run. We, at the end of the day, you put it on the guy to best lead your company while well, you figure out if you want to go back to the guy for the injury. I think Jake Lee never really got beat. He deserved to have the run. I think the A.O. Yagi was a nice test to see what people thought about him winning the triple or, uh, um, the champion yeah. carnival. Um, yeah, I mean, they drew 1,400 to Oda City. So, I mean, you know, they, they, the Oda World, Oda Ward. So, you know, decent crowd. Here you go, Jake Lee. Let's see what you can do. New Japan basically punks you. You're up. You know, if if you don't succeed here, that's it for him. Yeah. So, and then, so that was on the 19th. But there is definitely some stuff worth watching, I, I will say. <laughs> and then real quick. If you're, gonna think, if you're New Japan, do you jump on if they offer Kento Miyahara in the G1? Yes. Yes. Did you take out the Tokyo Pimp? <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> I, I, I just I think it's Mara. I just I don't. I'm scared they would book him as a guy who ain't shit to just help their business. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, how do you book him besides like winning or anything? Yeah. Speaking of winning and craziness, I know you told me off air. Uh, but during a uh, cyber fight, there that's what I have pulled up right here. I, I was ready that, to close this. That's what I have pulled up to close the show, actually, Alex. Oh, nice. <laughs> so go ahead, because I was like, huh, so and so dropped the title, huh? This and that, and you're like, oh, I'll tell you why. So please <laughs> let the WrestleCast audience know right. um, what happened. Cyber fight festival. So cyber fight is normal in five six hours. Fun show. It seems like it takes an hour. It's a breeze. Uh, we had Yukio Naya and Muscle Sakai defeating Kazuki Hirata and Summit Kale. Uh, Naya with a title suplex on Hirata to get the win. I never like that. I uh, went two stars on it. Uh, then we had Tokyo Joshi Pro Produce in the pre show. We saw uh, Mahiro, uh, Mahiro Kiru, Neo Kakuda, Boka Miyamoto, Arisa Endo, and Kaya Torabami defeat the team of Yui. Haruna Neko, Poem Harajuku, Yuki Aino, and Hyper Misao. I want three stars. Kiru with a spine muscle on Harajuku for the win. Then we got the Eruption versus Ganbar match. Yukio Sakaguchi, Saki Akai, and Hideki Okatani defeat the team of. Uh, where the hell did that go? <laughs> Excuse me, something that goofed up there. Um, 
we had the Evolution team uh, get the win. It was Yukio Sakaguchi, Saki Akai, as always, who's out there. And then Hideki Okatani, who's now part of it, uh, they defeated the team of Yudamanaze, Mizuki Watase, who got choked up by Sakaguchi, and the captain of the team of that well, one. I really don't know how to say it, but I guess I love you. I had to cue that up. Just, I, I need to crop it so I can, it just plays that. Ay, 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 ay. <laughs> and then after it was all over, they all did the dance together. And then as they're doing an eruption, just left. So, fuck's wrong with people? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, fuck this. You got a Yakuza to get done. Uh, then we get, a, we get an awesome. Uh, Zen Boy tag match. Uh, Kimi Okada and Kai Fujimura defeated Tai Kojima and Yuya Kokoro. Okada with a Boston Crab on Kojima to get the win. Three stars out of me. Uh, Miyu Yamashita, Maki Ito, and Julia Nagano defeated the team of Hikari Noah, Suzumi, and Yuki Arai. Yamashita with a roundhouse kick leg drop combo to Arai, which I think I snapchatted the group because it was disgusting. Uh, then we saw. Sinshiro Takagi, Kendo Kashin, Shinya Aoki, and Yumiko Hota defeat the team of, uh, or excuse me, lose to the team of the Pheromones. Yuki Ino, Densho, or Yuki Sexy Ino, Densho, Daddy Dino, and Yumihito, <laughs> uh, I can't remember what Iwanari's gimmick is, and Akito, who came out with assless underwear on and a Zoro mask. And his nipples covered. Uh, he's the newest member of Pheromones. I went one and a half stars. Shingo taps to the submission combo of uh, Akito doing a figure four while Yuki Ino sat on his face with his pants off. Well, the old Ryan special. <laughs> uh, said three and a half stars on the awesome. Uh, four-way Tokyo Joshi Pro match. The winner would get a title shot at the next show. Ni Watanabe, Yuki Kamafuku, Nizuki, and Rika Tatsumi with Tatsumi getting the victory. Awesome, awesome match. So probably a fair match of the show at this point. Really good. Uh, then the big Noah tag is me and the team of Michael Elgin, El Hijo de Dr. Wagner Jr., Renee Dupree, Simon Gotch, and Timothy Thatcher defeating the team of Shuei Tanaguchi, Daiki Inaba, Masaki Namita, Kazuyuki Fujita, and Takashi Sugera. Elgin hits a Dr. Bomb on Inaba with three stars. Then we had uh, the team of Hanashima, Naomi Yoshimura, Chris Brooks, and Masahiro Takanashi, the Calamari Drunken Kings taking on Yuki Ueno, Shuma Katsumara, Mao, and Asuka. Harashima hits his flying knees to Shuma. Uh, Jordan proclaimed that Yuki Ueno is his new Kota Ibushi. And I said, man, oh. you, you got to watch some of his back matches because this guy is fantastic. Yeah, that's I, I like that comparison. So we know, yeah. Yeah, he's got the, the, the trunks, the, the ripped, the women. Like, I was, he just flies. I was like, that's a great, yeah, I was like, I like that. With you, um, so he's he's starting to dabble in Dragon Gate and DDT. Because what I'll do is when I, I watch these when I'm on Xbox, I'll open up my Discord and I'll and I'll screen capture my screen, and then he just watches oh. my Discord and he sees these shows. So now he's seeing all these people he's never seen before. So pretty tight. 
But I went four and a quarter. That was my uh, notebook. That match was ruled. Uh, then we get the team of Rob Van Dam, Yoshinari Ogawa, and Hayata defeating Kaito Kiyomiya, Daisuke Harada, and Yohei. RVD hits a five-star on Harada to get the victory. I went two and a half stars on that one. RVD has announced that he's going to be working more Noah dates as well. Wow. Uh, then coming up here, as we saw earlier in the show, we had the team of Kimi Okada and Kai Fujimura defeating Tai Kojima and Yuya Kokoro to give Noah a 1-0 lead against DDT. Uh, to then which we had found, or I guess that, that one was kind of a didn't matter because it was earlier. Um, which then we find out to see Endo, Jun Akiyama, and Kazusana Higuchi taking on Katsuhiko Nakajima, Atsushi Kotoge, and Yoshiki Inamura. Uh, the finish was supposed to be Endo defeating Kotoge with then with Kano and Sasaki in the next match, so Noah DDT splits. Uh, Nakajima is not playing ball whatever, whatsoever. He's not cooperating. Uh, he was a replacement for Marafuji who got hurt, so he wasn't even booked to begin with. You could tell he had his piss pants on. It drove me nuts. Endo's trying to make him work. He can't get him to work. Finally, after six forearms from Endo, five minutes into the match, the match, Nakajima open hand slaps him right on the button, knocks Endo out cold. They stop the match. Um, Akiyama's reprimanding him. He looks like a, like a kid who had to write his name ten times on a chalkboard and is embarrassed. Um, he pleaded, I didn't mean to knock him out. Uh, Endo said, I don't believe he tried to knock me out either. Akiyama also believes it. But now you got Nakajima who knocked out Atsushi Kotoge in the the uh, when, when he came in as the filler and Kotoge said something, he smacked Kotoge like, I don't need to be here. He shoot knocked him out too. So hmm. he's definitely got some heat on him. I, I still, Alex, I've been able to confirm or deny what I was trying to do when we spoke last time, but they took the title off of Endo, citing concussions. They pulled him from King of DDT. Masahiro Takanashi got a first-round bye because of it. I don't know if it's shoot, he really has concussions and they need to sit him for a couple months, or they were just embarrassed that the champion got smoked like that. They didn't want to have him in there, so he didn't say the same thing. But one way or another, you changed the main event booking for a company for a few months by doing this. Nakamura is definitely in the doghouse, or Nakajima. Mm-hmm. Nakajima, yep. Wow. Is, as my 2021 wrestler, I think we both had a 2021 wrestler of the year. Yep. I was about um, to say, how do you go from having a stellar year, uh, having great matches with Cano, you know, becoming a part of just, again, even the cage match. The no, you know, <laughs> yeah, with Kido Mia. Fuck me. So it's just like, how do you do that and then, like, not have him be on that card? So, yeah, it'd be a little yeah. pissed, too. Uh, so I, I went NA. I couldn't really grade that match. Um, uh, Kano then defeats Daisuke Sasaki with a PFT or a PFS from the top of the ladder. Uh, PFS meaning a professional foot stomp, as he calls it. Wait, the ladder match? No, it was a hardcore match. So how baller was his uh, his, his entrance in your yeah, eyes? One up- to a minute. He came out looking like a Dynasty Warriors character. I remember I sent you guys like the whole entrance. He he, he had uh, yeah. his the the singer from the from his the band who does his music come out singing Mosh Pit, Mosh Pit, Mosh Pit. 
it was so awesome. Go go on your way to watch it. And everything was good too. Kano, it's exactly what you think. Sasaki's trying to get shenanigans. Kano's like, get the fuck in the ring. I'm gonna beat the hell out of you. Sasaki doing everything he can to get the upper hand. You know, at one point they're doing a bunch of stuff. Sasaki throws Yoshiko into the ring. Yoshihiko's in the ring now. And the crowd pops, which, you know, they're not supposed to do anything, but they couldn't help it. Kano is holding <laughs> Yoshihiko. And for those that don't know, that's a blow-up sex doll who main evented Peter Pan two years ago against Kanosuke to get you to night one. And uh, um, Kano looks at the doll, and he throws it about 15 rows into the audience. Like, just get this thing off of me, to which Sasaki comes and smokes him with a chair from behind. Um, now, DJ Paulie or whatever the hell they're calling Dan Paulie's in there, and, you know, the rest of the goons, they're beating up Keno. To which, at this point, now here comes uh, Manabu Soya and Tatsuki, and they're getting these guys out of the ring, like, screw that. You're not, you know, you're not getting the upper hand on our guy. Soya, so now you have Keno and... Kano and Daisuke Sasaki are on the stage on the apron or the ramp there, and um, Soya's like, "Where'd everyone go?" So then he just starts grabbing Sasaki by his nostrils and trying to rip his face in half because he's like, "Well, I want to beat somebody up." So he does that. Then he picks up Sasaki, and you hear a horn honk, and here comes old ass Matsukatsu Funaki flying down the ramp in a bike. As the bike is back. That's awesome. And, and Sasaki moves. I and, saw the still photo of the bike, and I was like, oh, my God, he brought it back. So he moves. Funaki smokes. Uh, but I was sorry with the bike. Uh, then with the finish, Sasaki kind of slips a little bit. And I, I blame the, the roster for this one because they're this really tall, not sturdy ladder, like, when Kano did the PFS off of it, like, it, it didn't move. When Sasaki jumped off the top of it, nobody was holding it. So the finish was Sasaki came off with his diving elbow drop, and then Kano sits up and missed them on the way down, which is awesome. Ooh, no. So because he, he landed weird, um, he got missed it on the side, but you could tell what he did. So, like, nobody really shit on it because, like, one ref tried to hold it. Like, go over there and hold this thing, Pete. Where's all your faction? They should be holding this down for you. <laughs> um, so then he hits that mist. He hits a sick head kick, and then he does the PFS off the top of the ladder and then finishes Sasaki. Uh, Sasaki, though, did hit his jump off the top rope over the guardrail and elbow seated uh, Cano behind the announce table that he always likes to do for some crazy fucking reason. Uh, but it was a good match. Four stars for me. Uh, one of the best matches of the night. Then uh, semi-main event. It's because there's no ending of, like, Endo and Sasaki, like, Sasaki trying to grab the check at the end mm-hmm. in the hallway or something like that. Uh, then Shoko Nakajima uh, retains the Princess of Princess Championship against Yuka Sakazaki. Not as good as the Yuka Yamashita match from the year before, but Four yeah. stars, still really good. The Miraclians obviously had chemistry. There was a couple slip-ups, but it wasn't. I don't think it was any of their fault. I think it's just Nakajima was trying something that she's just not big enough to do because she's so short. Um, 
So it just kind of looked weird, but, you know, it didn't take me out of the match. So we now know Mika Tatsumi is facing Nakajima. Um, if you've seen one of their matches, it's it was their match, but just a little bit lower than what normally was. So not a lot to say with it. Um, then your main event, Satoshi Gojima with a cozy lariat, defeats Go Shizaki and becomes the fourth man to ever hold the GHC Heavyweight Championship the All Japan Crown, the New Japan IWGP uh, Championships ever. Mm, wow. Um, and you can also now say, I, I'm trying to remember how they worded this, but but Muta and Kojima now are the only men to hold those three and the NWA world title, I think is what they said. Hmm. Interesting. That's uh. The only ones. Yeah, there was there was some. I'm I'm gonna look at Keiji Muto's uh, history because um, I remember there was some like the uh, Stuart Fault was going ham about it. Let's see. Wrestle one. So it's Triple Crown heavy uh, uh, heavyweight. I I can't remember. Yeah, NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Yep. Because Muda won it from Chono back at that WCW pay-per-view. Um, and then, or no, he, he won it at the Dome and he lost it to Barry Windham at Super Brawl 3. That's what it was, I think, because it was in February. Oh. And then also, we know uh, Kojima was NWA champion. He defeated Big Daddy Yum Yum at Wrestle Kingdom 8 as the champion. <laughs> now he's the uh, Noah GT. Yeah. Which... Shizaki beat the shit out of him. He took all of it. I'm way less mad about Kojima than I was about Muda, but I was just like, it was more that I know it's coming. So I was kind yeah. of bummed. Uh, and why then Ken he dropped it so soon? I don't know. They had to get the belt to Kojima somehow, and Muda got hurt. Yeah. yeah. And Fujita couldn't work. Uh, but uh, well, Kenoa then, he doesn't do ever again. Yeah, yes. Um, uh, he came out and issued the challenge against Kojima to presumably be the next challenger. Who did? Uh, Kano. Kano came out to challenge Kojima. Yeah, because they're both Noah. I mean, I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah, so <laughs> that's where we uh, left off with that. But nice. um, there was uh, King of, uh, DDT. King of DDT started. They've had the first two rounds. I will, we can save those in case maybe you get a minute to try to check any of that out. So I don't want to spoil all that. So you have nothing to watch. Oh yeah, I forgot. I I can watch that while waiting for my flight tomorrow to Chicago, since I have. Uh, the Russell Universe app on my iPhone, and, but yet New Japan doesn't have an iPhone app. It's just booty. <laughs> the thing to remember with King of Gate, that's nice too, Alex. Why I'm, I, I'm, like I said, I don't want to bring it up. Is the first night uh, Masahiro Takahashi has a buy because of the Endo thing. So it's seven tournament oh. matches because it's single elimination. So your second round okay. is four matches. So it's eleven matches to get you to the final. Um the final eight people, or final four people. 
Interesting. So it's not not really a hard watch. Yeah. Well, you know what's going to be crazy to watch, Ryan, is uh, us in person in Chicago on Sunday, June 26th, Forbidden Door All Elite Wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, Definitely saved the card, it seems like, from last night, you know, even though there's a lot of multi-man, multi-team matches. But uh, I think it'll be fine. The crowd will be hot. It'll be great. We were on the 100 level. Um, it's going to be a fun time. I'm really excited. I'm excited. Shout out I'm to uh, Doof for, uh, you know, being well after having that scare. Yeah. He kind of came. He still so pissed it out, but he's like, damn it, I'm getting clearance. We're going. So, <laughs> let's do it. Well, Alex, I think it's only proper that uh, since we, we closed this time of fight and we briefly hit it, going to run for at least a good solid minute uh, to send us out the one and only well, <laughs> Mr. Ken Alex, Hey, we'll see you I'll, Sunday. I will see you on Sunday, my dear. Have a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ken Oka. Mr. Ken Oka. Mr. Ken Oka.